Feed. I think he's he's confident in his ability, and he doesn't come. He comes off very uh, well spoken and humble. He's not. So I think, like I said, he's gonna he's gonna do well, and he's gonna surprise a lot of people with that. Professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with big the big guy, Ryback, with JD and Asian Joe starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. I am the Big Guy Ryback, episode 126. Got Asian Joe in the house. I'm back. JD in Florida. Burr. The gang in freezing Florida. Weather's nice here in Vegas today. It's uh, nice 57 degrees out. 57, you said, yeah. yeah. And uh, but Florida definitely can. I was just telling you before, get get cold there sometimes. But you don't. Yeah, I think to, it was like 57 for the high today. You don't have to wear a jacket very often over there. Hmm. It all like some years I it's been cold in December and January you're wearing a jacket basically for the two months. But this year is kinda like a lot of years where one day it's seventy two degrees and then the next day it's like forty eight degrees. It's been very uh Yeah, like a twenty to five thirty degree swing. It's like it's nuts. It really can mess with your your wardrobe attire there. It's uh Man, Joe. One of the perks still working from home. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah. It's. I told Joe I had I put a sweater on. It's nice here today, and I was really so. This blue sweater is actually the sweater. And watching the YouTube show, I haven't worn this sweater in since last year's Super Bowl, almost a year, because it's had a horrible stain on it, and I forgot all about it. But the last time I wore this sweater was when I went out with Ryan Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler's little brother. Yeah. And for the Super Bowl last year, and we got that's when I had the drinking contest against Old Man George. Who yeah, was but the thing is that it wasn't a contest. It, it wasn't. Was a one yeah, man. <laughs> you're competing with yourself. With myself, yeah, <laughs> and uh, with this other guy. But that's when I threw up on myself on the, on the oh, Uber home. Oh, that's right. And so the, I had this horrible throw up stain on this sweater <laughs> for a year that I had just I had it hanging up in my closet, but yeah. I never even you didn't had, wash it. But I know I did. Oh, okay. And I never had worn it again. And I, I went to go wear it the other day, and I was like, this horrible stain on this thing. So I had to wash it twice and soak it, and yeah. I got it out. So I it was went out today. I was like, I matched my shoes with my nice yellow pants with my nice yeah, you're blue. Try to, I, I'm really you know, trying hard to match her. It's lately. funny. It's funny. Like you, you try to go out in public and not be recognized because of who you are, and yet you wear. The, the, the loudest. I like bright colors. Bright colors. It's like, hey, look at me. I will not. Kate, goddammit, Asian Joe. <laughs> I will not sacrifice my beliefs and what I like just to try to satisfy something else that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes no sense. Yeah, it is. Not. No, there are times when I know where, but I, I was just going to the gym. Like if I was going to go grocery shopping, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't. Now, now, have I done it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> But if I'm in control of the situation and I know I'm going grocery shopping, I'll try to wear something a little less, a little more mellow. If that makes sense. Is that like mellow yellow? 
Yeah, my what, pants, that, that, my that's pants that's right now are, are yellow as yellow can be. Electric lightning yellow. yellow. Like I'm, I'm blinded too. Hey, look at me, everybody. <laughs> I need attention. Hey, I'm buying hamburger helper. Look at me. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. The uh, I was That's going to be a soundbite, dude, on the fucking dirt sheets next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ryback finally comes clean. <laughs> Honest for the first time. <laughs> Ryback doesn't tell a lie. Finally, the uh, you had the AVN awards yeah, this week, right? I'm so exhausted right now, so that's why I'm, my body is so sore from walking around back and forth. Uh, you look good. You had a, I saw you. Uh, you had a nice black suit on. Yeah, it looked like yeah. with walking with Alexis Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. for sure. And then um, oh, Jaden Cole was with us too. So we all, was work, we're, uh, we're all working. Together. Okay. And uh, but yeah, um, it was a uh, fun weekend. It was definitely a fun weekend. It was just um, trying to. The, the, the biggest issue was this, that, you know, there's fans who just overstep their bounds, especially, like, when they're not signing, you know. So like, you get to kind of just watch the girl, like, the girls get harassed pretty much. Well, Is that what? Well, I mean, no, I, I not, not necessarily watch them. They actually asked me to walk with them yeah. to kind of avoid it. No, but and that's so, what I'm saying. I said you got, like, a first. Oh, Yeah. I bird bird's eye view of oh, yeah, what's going sure. on. Oh, yeah, for Because a lot of times they want me to walk with them. And, and so, because, you know. When you're in public, you don't want to be an asshole, you know. You, you just want no, to, yeah. um, you know. It's like be nice. And it's like you were hey, the no. Hey. Are you the no guy? Oh, I was the asshole. It's like, hey, sorry, we got to go. We, yeah. you know, I'm basically their handler. It's like we got to get the, we got a meeting to go to, or yeah. dude, like get a fucking ticket, go get. Oh, sorry, I swear, I forgot. No, that's for the uncensored uncensored program on Patreon. They oh, are yeah? more than allowed. Okay. We the, the editor might have a problem with how much we cuss, but yeah, sure. It's we uh, try not to do go overboard. I found no. a happy medium for everybody with this. Yeah. So basically, I tell him, I was like, dude, if you want to get a autograph, sign it because like they're bringing in like twenty like photos. It's like, can you please sign it? You know, you know, you're gonna sell on eBay. Oh, yeah, that's it's funny the similarities in professional wrestling yeah. in the porn industry. Which is, which is funny because I, I saw Dolph walking. <laughs> I mentioned this to you. Uh, I, yes, I messaged him. And so this. I said, it's like, hey, Dolph, how's it going? It's like, hey, good seeing you. And he walks over and he keeps walking. And so, I, I told JD, him, J- Dolph thought Joe was just a, a an Asian fan. Yeah. And he, an Asian yeah. fan. Yeah. <laughs> no, he said, an he Asian fanboy. He said, literally, like a mark. I was basically a mark. And, and, and and look, I I get I got it. I I knew he gave that, him. He goes. He just said hi. Like yeah. he didn't even acknowledge him. And then right. I told Dolph, Dolph about it. And he but he had just got harassed by uh, a bunch. I he was it. saying so. He was just he was literally beelining it. I guess they're trying to yeah, get out of the situation. For sure. And had no idea. And he goes, oh man. But he thought it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Too. I, I, I knew. I I, knew. I wanted it to be on purpose. I thought that would have been hysterical. <laughs> no, I told like when I saw him, I could totally tell. Like I do not want to talk to anybody. I just want to go through. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to work yeah. out. Because like yeah, it was it was. Uh, That's why I wouldn't go to those because it's the fans are like there's a they, they like there's a lot of crossover with that right there so you're really not going to be able to go and just kind of hang out and enjoy yourself no, it's going to turn into not. just getting stopped all yeah the there's because the, the issue is that that you got fans staying in the same hotel. You know, and, and that's when it gets really and scary. And that's the porn stars WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, that's their big event of There's the year. There's this big event of the year, and it's just this getting stopped and harassed nonstop. I mean, the, before you go to the AVNs, you actually have to sign a code of conduct. You know, it's like you can't grab their, you know, their butts or without permission oh. or whatever. <laughs> but, like, there's guys out there. I'm, I'm literally standing right behind him. Sorry, my, my voice is kind of going yeah. out. Um. 
there's there's fans saying like, hey, can you take a picture and Greg Rass? And the girl says no. And I'm like, they look at them and it's like, wait, why? They why get no? upset. They get upset. Yeah. The fan gets upset and because they don't get what it. they want. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, oh, you get naked in front of the camera. You mean you? I so can't. they assume it doesn't that they're not human anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I get it exactly what you're. Um, where you're going? But with that. yeah, and so there's and you know and and plus some of the fans, um, you know, one of my good friends who mm. s- signed. The Larry says, "Oh, you look tired, or you, um, you know, this, this saying, not negative or not positive things to that, and and the like." There's nothing worse. There was somebody that had a photo of that. Like, I don't know if this ever happened to you guys, but I've been at the time. But I remember one time I was in Starbucks getting a coffee, and it's yeah. the one I go to. I couldn't have felt fucking better. Like I was happy, just yeah. in a good mood. I felt young and vibrant. Like I looked at my face. I liked the way my face looked that day. I didn't feel old. And then the girl goes, God, you look tired. Yeah. And I was just... And then, and then like, oh. your day. And, and the, really, the, you just don't say that to someone, even if you are yeah, tired. Or, like, or even the backhanded comments, like, oh, you look so much prettier in, in person. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, like, what do you... Like, so all the times where they're glammed up, you know, looking the best they can in their photos, and all of a sudden you come up to them, it's like, oh, you look so much prettier in person. It's I don't like, think that's a backhanded compliment. I think that those are people who are just too dumb to know that that's not actually yeah. a compliment. Like I was going to say, yeah, just yeah. Are, they, not that even that they're dumb. They're just like they're oblivious to the fact for whatever reason and their experiences with people. But it, it's not necessarily being done on purpose. On that, they just yeah. don't. They don't realize. They just right? don't realize, and, and you know, it's like you know what, just say, hey, I'm, you know, I love what you do. I'm your big fan. Kind of get an yeah. autograph, and it's just. You know, especially there's times where some of the some of the performers gets paid to be there, and some some don't. And so some are trying to sell their merchandise or make some, some money on it. You know, and and you know if they're working for like a big company, they give away you know free photos and eight by tens, whatever. But there's some girls out there who's actually paid their own way to get there, yeah, and actually are selling their DVDs, selling, and fans get upset. It's like, oh wait, well I got this photo for free. Yeah. Why can't I can't get it for free? Or they'll even grab stuff without even asking permission. Yeah. It's like, oh, this free photo, I'll take it. And etiquette is a is a is a is something that is lost with some people yeah. at those. I, it, it's and I've done the conventions and the wrestling things, and it's 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 weird how it's just common sense stuff mm-hmm. you would think, but sometimes it just goes unnoticed. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. yeah, it's an um, but um, overall the the award show was great. Um, Unfortunately, did I did you win any awards? I did not win, but the no, category. Might have but to look for somebody else to replace you. No, <laughs> are you going to replace me because I'm not an award-winning, award-winning performer Get or something? Korean, Korean, uh, Korean Craig, Craig, over Korean, here. Korean Craig. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, um, the the person who actually won the category was actually in the same company that that I, that I did it for. So oh, good. I was I was really happy that and and the the person who won it, I was cheering as loud as I would. It's the way it should be. Yeah, and so... and It's just an award. Yeah, and it's just an award. I always tell, you know, some of, some of the girls who are brand new are just so excited to be nominated and, and they're hopeful to win. But, you know, I gave them a pep talk. I said, like, look, you know, an award... I would have loved to hear that pep talk. I don't know why this is... <laughs> no, I, 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 I told them, to, look... What are we talking about on this show? No, I'm... Get- <laughs> I don't. I'm just sorry. I'm just breaking this down into the con. It's. I'm just. It's. 
you giving the pep talk though on like for sex awards. It just I would love yeah. to have heard that. I don't no. know. I know the people I'll listening. Tell you, I'll tell you what I said. I said, dude, awards don't don't matter. Inspirational music, cue it. Yeah, awards don't matter. It's the paycheck that gets cashed. That it doesn't pay the bills. Preach on. It does freaking pay the bills, exactly. I mean, does this does this really pay the bills? Wait, is that, that, that was like, that the speech? Like, you know, like, does this I wanted a full war? speech here for the no, show. I Come said, on. does this does this war pays the bills? Does you know? No, no. You getting an award? Does it pay the bills? Absolutely not. Nope. So as long as you I get have a booked, slammy trophy in there in my living room, it, yeah, doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't give me anything. Yeah, and so that's what I told him. It's like, and you've you've got you have the ability to travel all over the world because of what you do. Yeah. Um, but that winning, just being on stage or winning that award doesn't mean anything unless you know, may help you. Stay, keep your feet on the ground. Stay humble. Yeah, say stay humble, but like some of these girls are just... Stay hungry as well, but stay humble. Yeah. Well, their feet their feet wouldn't always be on the ground, I guess. It would all depend on the scene. Yeah, that's true. Good point, JD. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. As long as they keep their minds grounded. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just when people get, you know, hype their... They get big heads. They get big heads and stuff like that, and then once their bubbles burst, then they get upset. And I told him, it's like, it doesn't matter. And in any in, of in, it, doesn't really matter unless... Yeah, met, it does exist in that. I actually know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, it's... It's... Uh, what an interesting wor- world. Mm-hmm. Very motivating man, Asian Joe. Yeah, I tried to be. No, it's... Right, but right now, I'm there was, so unmotivated. The <laughs> feedback from the... Before when we had you on with, uh, with Jaden was... It was... You came off very... Uh, overly protective of your girls. Yes, yeah, and it, exactly. we, you could hear a clear, distinct difference in your voice of like when, <laughs> well, like Predator Ryback over of, here. No, it wasn't just it wasn't obviously you, but it was just like when. Well, thanks. Yeah. Oh. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Well, JD too, right? Yeah. 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 Well, JD's JD's harmless. He's on the computer, so he's no um, because uh. I listen. Especially, you, sometimes you have to have to be careful what they say, you know, because like, oh, if they yeah. if they say something like when Jaden was going to say where she lived, and it's like, um, uh, yeah, let's cut that out, and then you know, just yeah. protect it because I know how, you know, how people can be, how people can yeah. be, and 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 you know, I hear stalkers <clears throat> and all that stuff. It's just you know. Speaking of which, by the way. I was just saying, have you guys seen the Ted Bundy thing on Netflix? No, I haven't. It is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of uh, episode three. Man, I've watched all four of them. It is. It's. That's <laughs> crazy. Insane. He's I, the one who. Wait, Ted Bundy. Is that the one with the. He was dressed up as a clown? No. Oh, it's, it's, he killed 30 something, either 30 or 30 something that oh, they that know John, about. I'm sorry, it's John Wayne Gacy. That, he dressed up as a clown. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't want to do any spoilers or anything of that nature for people. That, that might, it, It's very interesting. It is. Well, the story's out there. It just yeah. hasn't been put together like the, uh, the yeah. show. Yeah. The show is just visually gives you a little bit in the, like with, with footage of that in that period. And mm-hmm. he's crazy. He's, it, it, it's, I find. I find him interesting a little bit because you can tell that the guy has a very high IQ. Yes. He's very intelligent. So it makes you wonder, like, what the shit is wrong with him? Well, and they talked about and then his ability to, like, make people laugh and, and just having a sense of humor. His charm. Had, yeah. had a girlfriends at multiple points, raised one of their kids, and, like, had this very normal part of him. But they talked about, I don't know if you caught that when or if you got to, I'm pretty sure it's been mentioned where you're at 
that when he eyes his eyes going black when he's retelling which is just like it makes you instantly think like and i'm not I don't know what I believe or don't believe in, but it's like you just almost as you're watching it, you just it, the first thing I said when I was watching it, it was I was like, this guy has a demon in him. Like there's like clearly like it seems like there's just something. Because mm-hmm. well, I mean the mid the middle of her eyes are all black, right? And yeah. it's almost like it, it, he was so stimulated mentally by what he was talking about that his eyes just became like. That could it was be, uncontrollable, right? Like, because he has blue eyes. Yeah, and I know he did. Yeah, that he had blue eyes. They said that. They said that. Um, where was I going with that with him when he was? Oh, the the with the girlfriend, the girl that broke up with him, or when they that that's all essentially what st- this all stemmed. Like before that, nothing had really ha- had happened. I believe, right? It was after the girl left him, or they they grew apart or whatever and he didn't he couldn't he didn't have the fine financially wasn't able to to take her out or take care of her and she essentially broke up with him that these women all kind of had resembled her yeah and, and like <laughs> so that it was and then i the 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 traumatic breakup had some sort of impact on this man where but it's just so people get broken up with all the time and they there's just something. It was like, did that always exist? And then you hear people talking about like his childhood stuff, and it, it, it's weird, man. It, interesting case, but it, it's it's well worth the watch. Just, it's just weird that he was so. It wasn't just like the weird shit. Like he would club them with the pieces of the tree. Yeah, right. It was always like a, not a branch, but like a, a small log. Yeah, a lot of times he's you know. But then when he got more aggressive, like when he came to Florida and he, he bit that chick's tit off. Yeah. Right? Yep. And it was like, what? Like, And then there was another one. They said that he, she had, uh, when the guy went to the morgue and he's like, she had all these bite marks, but she had mo- bite marks, multiple bite marks in the same area. Like he didn't get in the first, he kept trying in yeah. the same spots. What is like, the, the and that an animal just that what because he wasn't like that all the time is it but whatever yeah that would go from this one way to being able to function in in whatever then to just a in killing multiple people in one in or try, attempting to kill multiple people in the same night like he's oh, usually night, they yeah. said that you'll go do it they'll get their fix and then they. They it it go you know what I mean where the, this guy they would go one to the next to the next and like yeah this is six, six doctor, blocks what Doctor Jekyll and Doctor Hyde yeah it's like two different but close within close proximity to each other and mm-hmm. whatnot and just man it just it's you know the, the it's human scary mind, thinking that the people that the people that exist and it, it, I mean these are things that we will never truly understand no but he helped the people on the show they talk about it too like profile some of the serial i think you'll see that's a little bit later on Mm -hmm. like he worked with a i don't know what whatever one of the agencies on profiling serial killers and gave them a lot of valuable information Mm -hmm. and whatnot you know what's also crazy too when you watch the show is so this guy you know they start talking about him and it's based off in the the early 70s Mm -hmm. okay at the time there was no such thing as a serial killer. 
most killers that there had ever been in history that they had ever caught had never really ever killed more than like one or two people. If they did, it was in like a single setting. Yeah. It wasn't like this ongoing thing. And you stop and think that was the late 70s that they determined serial killers. And you think about where we are now, and it was like, you know, they show the news footage and the people in the cities who were like terrified and everything. And that was a little over 30 years ago. And now we have mass shootings and yeah. things like that all the time. And it like doesn't even affect us. I mean, it affects us, but not like you see the, the shock value has gone down shock, now. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, Oh, everyone now is like, Oh, that's terrible. There was a school shooting where back then the whole goddamn city's on lockdown because there's a guy who killed two people and they can't find him. Absolutely. Like it's just not. Well, I remember. I remember. I think I saw. I think I pulled this up. the The first serial killer was uh, Henry Howard Holmes, and he killed twenty seven people. This is during the the Chicago World's Fair, where he actually had a. What years were the? Oh, this is like um, he the early the late eighteen hundreds. Okay. So before you know when the nineteen hundreds, um, I think were, uh, the twenty, was it nineteenth century, yeah. So when they had the, the Chicago World's Fair going on and the, he actually had a hotel room that he rented out and whenever there's a new guest comes in, he would kill them because he, he actually had a um, kind of like a turning, like, a, like a, another wall. Yeah. And, then, and he would sneak into the, the victim's bedroom and, and grab Man. them and, and go into his torture room yeah. and stuff like that. So they, he so he was one of the first American serial killers. Okay, I know Bundy mentioned the thing too that in talking with them, that all these everybody he saw in prison that was or that was disturbed essentially according to him, all had an extreme addiction to pornography as well. But that they even say in the in the documentary or the in the in the show that they're like, well, that exists. Everybody has access to that and not everybody's acting like that, but that was his observance from being in jail or prison, whatnot, that everybody that seemed to have these psychological issues had this extreme addiction to porn as well. Which, but he had, he was on a different level too, yeah. because I mean, oh, some of his victims, some of his victims were killed almost instantly because the first shot was usually a club to the head. head yeah. And they think that some of them died instantly and then he still fucked him right after. Yeah. Well, that's right. He, so, like, that comes how out. How sick you, you have to be to. Yeah. No, you're dealing with a, somebody you can't even. I, I don't think we can understand it. No, no, no. no we'll never how do you even that. begin to learn? You, yeah. It's what triggers some people to have that in, inside of them, you know. But I do think maybe bringing the mood up slightly here was. Um, so, Why do we look tired? Yeah, a bunch of us look tired. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say last week, uh, me and uh, Joe, as you know, Joe's the professional bowler. He bowls on. The, I'm um, not a professional bowler. Bowls on a, in a bowling league. I bowl in a bowling uh, league. So just multiple so, times a week. So right? does everyone else who's not a good bowler bowls in the same league. So it's not. No, but, no, I'm, not, I'm giving you a compliment here. You're yeah. you are you are one of Las Vegas's finest bowlers. Correct? Yes or no? No. You're not even in the. You don't no, think, because because no? because from what I saw that apparently you're getting PBA offers. And, I did and, have a tweet and, by somebody and, said, and a, a sponsorship from from Brunswick Bowling, 
Uh, yeah, so... Bowling's cool. They need big guys to... Hey, guys, bowling is for for anybody. Yeah, it's... it's Muscles can bowl. The, we, we, we had a friendly... The first night we I challenged you, I was doing my long fast, and... Yeah, you did. You beat me four for, games for, for, to none. For, yeah, for what you posted saying that had you not fasted, you would have beat me in all the four games. I do think going by the following night when we ha- issued the rematch, we went the following night and sure. me winning two out of three games. Well, no correction, you won one out of th- three games. Um, I do have to realize or uh, note that you fouled four times. That first game, that was the on the tenth frame. I think I had. Did I have three strikes on that one you again? Had, you had three strikes, but the last strike did not count. They didn't count my score, but yeah. it, technically, we and again. Technically. Technically, technically between uh-huh. it wasn't a professional in a professional setting okay. with professional rules. So okay, so you you did beat me, one ninety five by one ninety two. So I'll give you that. That was a, a very yes, decisive victory very throughout. Like I mean, but in control decisive, the whole. Decisive. Decisive. Hey, hold on a second. I had a quick question. Yeah. You said you fouled. Four times, the first Aside, game, but that's for all the games. Yeah, for, the for first, all the games. The first game, okay. I fouled the final frame. My foot is went that over. just the line? Is it just the line? Is a foul? Yeah, line, yeah. Foot my foot. There, my there's no foot. other fouls. No. Well, I mean, okay. Like, no, like basically you foul and then it doesn't it, it doesn't count and you have to re. I I go hard on the paint, JD. I like to attack the line mm-hmm. and sometimes doing that, it your my left foot will every once in a while because size 14 feet. I think that should come into play a little bit mm-hmm. sometimes. It can, I, I, you know, and again, it wasn't regulation. I think there could have been a mistake in the thing. It, it went off in the 10th frame. Uh-huh. But either way, I do look at it. The final game, it was 195-192. Uh, and uh, like I said, offers coming in already. Yeah. Uh, well, I do. Not wanna, a regular. I, I don't bowl I do want to note the other games that I've won. Um, You're up five games to two. I've given I am, you that. I am that. I, but like, I, I, you know, there there is some. But I will. There are some scores I do like to to note. Um, there was this one game where I did beat you in game two, uh, two hundred seven to one thirty three. That game and that was my worst game that of was, all of all the seven game. games. But I will say I bowled three strikes. I think, the I mean, that's frame on that's that. the win that I would. You know, that's a very decisive win. Very. Very, Those very are good. Very. I like how you have this available on your phone, ready to pull yeah, up on I can, I, that's exactly whims notice. Yeah, I, I could definitely pull up the scores, or you know, for any anybody who would like to see the results and stuff. But like I just remember that last game. There was an elderly group bowling next to us. Yes. And the guy actually, he goes, "Do you not put your thumb in the?" I go, "No, no, I keep my thumb in there." And uh, he said something. He goes, "Well, it looks like you know what you're doing." And Joe got a little hot that I got a compliment. He also complimented me, and I just. Didn't what was the compliment to you? It's like that's a good throw. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was that after you lost or? No. Oh. I was during the game. I'm sure, he take, would have taken that back. Uh-huh. Well, the issues. I would like to have another. Yeah, another well, definitely. Run. I mean, you're you're, you're you're are you? I mean, after, the reason I'm why. Eating, I'm well, eating the reason tonight. why. Let's go back. Just back to the reason why you you were fasting is because you were having a stem cell surgery on Monday. Yeah, that was, and, and I did. So, yeah. And 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 so that. You needed to take the mine off. Um, you I did, did help me actually tremendously by keeping me busy. But yeah, um, but I did. I did realize that before we actually bowled for the first time, you actually did a video on Instagram saying that you were going to kick my ass. Um, I've been wrong before. Yeah, you, you have. But I do want to mention that that uh, you got the bowling ball, you got the shoes, and you I think I think the main takeaway in all this is Joe is you're a great bowler. I've won the last game. 
Or is anything untrue? No, that's definitely true. We'll just, but but we'll you're, just... you're telling everyone that you won two to three. It's in reality you won one to one game. No, but you tried to say the first game was a practice game. Yeah, I'm giving so you can, all the we first. We can throw out the first game. So so technically, what I'm up what five to one right now. It would be four to it would be four to one if you're because we're taking away the practice game from the first night. No, too. no, 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 no. Because you said five. Our record, my record is five two. That so was counting all every game. If we count every game, it's right. five to two. But we bowled. Let's say we bowled. We bowled seven, seven games, games, right? Yeah. So I would be up five to one. That's but you're that's because we threw out the first game. We'd have to throw out the first game on the first night too. Then is what I'm saying. Okay. Then okay. Yeah. So then it'd, it'd be, be four, four to one. one. Yeah. Yeah. If we're doing that. Okay. Okay. Let's do that. I got the momentum going into JD, the rematch. would you like to fly out and we have a nice. Uh, Bowling match conversation with the big guy, Ryback like, bowling. Yeah, we should have we should have like an invitational. And I will say that actually hurts my shoulder with a you know after I get my shoulder scope this Tuesday, and uh, after I recover from that, I think that with the in that and the new back, and not in a fasted heavily fasted state, I think you have a tough time with the big guy. Mm, okay. Is like I said, if I could pick up my spares a little more efficiently, which I did, the games I did win. Yes. That that I'm pretty. I'm a hard. I'm a, I'm a hard act to, to beat. Mm. But yeah, I did, cool. I, did, I did enjoy the, the videos where you say that you're up, like I'm beating Joe right now. I would, I, I, I would strike, and then I would strike. <laughs> and would... That happened by accident with because I'm watching. I would hurry up and start recording, and yeah. Joe, I'd be up like, I'd be up for the frame by the based on the score. So I'm showing myself winning at different various points when I did go up, and then Joe would hit a strike almost every time I did that. <laughs> and it's just me going shit, shit, shit. <laughs> And then I wouldn't show the score for a while after that because you would instantly go right back up. Right. But, oh, man. Are we going to uh, take a little quick break? No. No break. Yeah, just, keep keep on, just keep going? Yeah. Okay. We're good right now. We, uh, we got the wrestling report with Ryan Satin coming up in a little bit. And, uh, yeah, man. I saw, I was looking at, uh, what's it called? The Nike I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, I, I'm looking for articles, the things. I'm the facts guy for the show now. The They have self-lacing shoes they're coming out with. They've came out with them already. Have you heard anything about this? I thought they've been doing that since uh, the anniversary of uh, Back to the Future. Because Back to the Future was the first to, to show self-lacing shoes. I don't. I just so this just article just came out that they've just the but I think they came out a little bit ago and they brought up the new version of it. Okay. It's Bluetooth act whatever. Yeah, because I remember I saw a video of Michael J. Fox putting on the shoes where it would self lace, and it was. I don't know how I feel line. about that. The self lacing shoes. Yeah. Well, you know the shoes I have because you have to use it, do it from the app. So you have to literally put oh, your I'm shoes sorry, on say, wait, and then go to your app. Tying. Or it does it does it tie the shoe by itself? I don't know if there's laces or not. How it works, but based off what I saw, I think it's just. I don't think I would imagine well, there's not laces. How okay, that, that you would actually that I mean, there's Velcro shoes. You put your shoes on, and then you got to open your app, and then like, I feel like it's just quicker just to tie your shoes. Yeah, but I mean, there's a, there's. Have a you app. seen Have you seen these other new laces? I see them now on Instagram all the time. They're elastics. Yeah, I have those on my shoes. On my bowling shoes, I actually have elastic uh, laces. What's the... No, I've not seen so, those. Yeah, so they're they're on your shoes. They look like laces. Yeah. And you don't tie them. Like, you just... You fit... You uh, put put them to a certain tension that you uh, like as if you were tied. Mm-hmm. But they stretch, so you... You can just throw you, your shoes on. Yeah. Yeah. That I like. I have those. It's, that, makes, that makes it even more efficient. That speeds up. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm just processing all of this. I feel like that is way better than okay, South Okay, when we go Lacey. bowling, I have these on my bowling shoes. Well, where did you get it? I'd like to get a pair myself, On maybe. Amazon. I bought it on Amazon. I bought like a couple pairs. You buy them on Amazon? Yeah. Well, I'm going to look those up. Will you send me a link to them? I'll look those up. Yeah, so I'll send you a Don't link. Don't you get upset at me. I'm just celebrating technology here. <laughs> Jesus. Ask about self. What, you don't have elastic. Like I'm Where some fucking been? idiot. You've been in, you've been you've been in the house too long. You got to get out. Yeah, venturing out more. I will say I I do feel this is the best I felt my back. I, they messed up my epidural shot. Did I tell you? Yes, I saw your uh, post. Talk about scary. You want to? Cause so just so people understand, the doctor on this on the stem cell procedures when they're injecting. My shoulder, you're not at, there's, the risk don't exist with the shoulder like this. But for the back, because they're injecting into your disc, that there is the risk, and it's low, but the risk for a disc infection um, the, is, is greater. Is, but also, if you get an infection in your disc, essentially you're going to die. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no... Whatever. Good news is with stem cells, those things sort of fight infections. That the 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 probability of it is very low. But it's a, a risk every time. What was the reason why they give you up there all? Don't they like put give you sleep? They put they uh, they do put me to sleep for it. They give me drugs. I don't know if they do. I don't know if they do the anesthesia. They do do the anesthesia, but I don't know if why did why didn't they give you an epidural? Uh, I think for the pain. The, uh, to numb everything a little bit, I okay. would imagine. Okay. Um, because they're injecting in all around my muscles in my back, in my yeah. disc. And this is the first epidural they gave you? Or first no, I've had them every before. time. They give oh. them every time. This is part of the procedure. Okay. But the I woke up and the doctor, and the guy's he's amazing, and he goes, just so you know, he goes, I feel like I went too deep on the epidural. Um, and what can happen is, he goes, if I punctured a membrane and it ble- it's bleeding, he said, you're going to get massive headaches within 24 hours oh, um, where you're not going to be able to stand. He goes, you're going to have to lie down. Um, and he goes, he goes, they're bad. And I said, okay. He goes, good news is we ran a test and I didn't see any bleeding. He goes, but I don't know how I couldn't have punctured it. He said, because I know I went too deep. And I just go, well, that's good news. Let's just, let's just see how it goes. And, but the, they said you either ride it out and it will heal on its own. Or if it doesn't, they got to go back in and do another procedure and inject and coagulate the bleeding to where it stops the bleeding so that the headaches stop. But do you think, do you think maybe the fasting helped? I don't know. I have no idea what it was, but for whatever reason it didn't happen. And, but I was in tremendous amount of pain. I couldn't, I laid in bed for half the day the first day going crazy, and I couldn't go to sleep. I just laid there because I didn't know what else to do. I couldn't stand. Like, I would try to stand, yeah. and I was just, like, it was bad. Like, I, I showered, and I got ready that day at some point, and I literally had to, like, I'm putting on my underwear with just my feet, like, sitting there just, like, <laughs> doing this Houdini act. Yeah. And because uh, I couldn't bend over. It was, oh, talk about. But then the, by day three, like, I woke up, and I was like, Thank God it yeah. had calmed down enough. Yeah, actually, I had I had a few people ask about about you about like, hey, is Ryback coming to ABN or hanging out with Dolph or? No, no, not this. Not this week. Lay I, low. I wouldn't go to those anyways. I never have just because, like I said, like people being yeah, people, there. Yeah, they're gonna be. And there's all really not you. like it's just not. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I just yeah. wouldn't want to be be at it to be honest on that. But the uh, doing the shoulder scope Tuesday. 
And uh, I'll be out of that one. I'm going to have to lay low for a week. Okay. I'll be in a so sling. No, bo- so no bowling for no a while. No bowling for a bit for that okay. until that's completely. So, how, so when, when's our next match? I would say we're probably not going to bowl until March. Until March? Yeah. Okay. If I had to be a safe estimate. Okay. So, so you're going you're gonna to ride that, that win for a good month. Oh, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking of joining a league. I told you to join my, my league. Can you join at any point, or do you have like sign-ups that where if you don't... You can join. The thing is, though, there are some teams that has a vacant, like they don't have a full team, but you can still... Sure, they would let welcome me on. Oh, sure, of course. They'll definitely... Me just doing Instagrams, just hanging out for a month before, just like rooting the guys on. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I bowl on Wednesdays, and I bowl on Tuesdays. Good deal. Mm-hmm. Wait, what days? Tuesdays and Wednesdays? What do you mean? Wait, you said you bowl Tuesdays? I bowl Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Tuesdays so and Wednesdays. From leagues. 6 to 7? No, six the to Tuesday league is a, actually a night, like a later night league. So I start at 9.30 at night until, okay. until like midnight. And then the Wednesday league is from 6.30 to... How many games do you guys usually bowl? The the Tuesday league is actually four games. So, so there's a lot of people per lane still or no? No, because it's only a two, it's a two-man team. Okay, good. And, and so uh, that's, on, that's a Tuesday, but that's at South Point. And then, oh, and I didn't know they had lanes out there. Yeah, South Point. Actually, South Point is like I think the that's where a lot of the PBA leagues ah. uh, uh, um, bowlers go. Bowlers go because they actually have uh, actually a bowling a sixty. They have a bowling arena downstairs. Really? Yeah, they have a separate bowling alley for the PBA Ooh. bowlers, and so they actually built that. Um, I didn't know. I wish Aliante would build a bowling alley up here. That would be nice. Because all the other station casinos, I feel like the. I thought I thought area Aliante is not a station casino. Wait, I thought that. Oh, maybe it's not. Maybe. Yeah, I thought they used to be a station. Oh, casino, maybe they could have. They, 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 they went independent. Okay, that's so very possible. I could be. I could be wrong, but. Um, yeah, I could be too. Yeah. So, but yeah, it would be nice to have a bowling alley there, um, or it'd be nice if you get a get a house that has a bowling alley downstairs. That would be nice. That's, I that's always, actually, that's actually one of my goals is I would like my own alley, like yeah. Kingpin style. Yeah. The guy has a nice house. Go downstairs. They go, go in the, the fridge and they get a couple beers. Lovely and lady a, just down there that just works there, yeah. lives there. Always wears white shirts. <laughs> always wears white shirts. It's always really, really cold down there. Yeah. Until we... You got the I That's one of my favorite movies, by the it, way. It is. I we love. Have, I think to... honestly, bowling is something. I love bowling so much. It's the one thing, and I don't do it enough. I legitimately, yeah, it's like fun. it's something I legitimately love. Yeah. Like I'm passionate about bowling. I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, because you were you were asking me all these questions. Like, so what's the best angle to get to that strike or whatever? Well, Joe wasn't giving me a lot of pointers because no, he wasn't. knew I was close on his toes. So I eventually I asked a couple little pointers, and that's when I started winning. Yeah, yeah. So you should, you should thank me. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I think I could do well on. In a yeah, league. I think because you, you you do throw a good ball. Um, oh, you just you. you just need to get work on the spares. That, that's, the spares that, are, yeah. You, that's the thing though. That's the difference between the a good bowler the good and bowlers a, and the, and the yeah. professionals. Well, that's where practice comes in. Yeah. Repetition is you know Repetition, the mother of learning for sure. Diamond but you're but I mean your your ball. There was a couple shaky throws that almost almost went in the gutter. Yeah, no, there's. <laughs> well, I. Uh, I would too. Another thing, I, like I said, with my shoulder, I don't throw it as, as hard as no, I would like don't. because I don't want to stress my shoulder. Yeah. Um, so you're you're more of like a finesse bowler when you throw people it. want it. Yeah, I would. Uh, it was very shocked. 
a big guy, like tippy toes, like you know, tippy toes. I'm very big on. I, I like to do a couple little knee bends before I go. I gotta. I, I literally find a groove. I uh, my best game was a kid. I remember it was like I think it was. I don't know if it was two. I got in. I want to say a two thirty something and a two seventeen were my two top games. Okay. As and it was for a bolathon. Yeah. Of all. That's awesome. But it's. Uh, we're gonna definitely. I definitely would like to go more. I've, I've really enjoy it, and I think if my shoulder doesn't hurt anymore, it'll be a lot. You more know, fun. And, and you know, like obviously, if the wrestling thing doesn't work out for you, that you got at least you got. You get those guys back. make decent money, huh? Um. Yes and no. It's um. So the you know like there is a a really good bowler. He actually quit because the what money was he actually enough? found better money working in a corporate gig than really traveling. Oh wow. Um. Is that like how Kingpin, like the the bowling, is it like wrestling kind of, like on independence where like the guys got to kind of, you know, go to tournament to tournament and try to make a... Yeah, because like you have to, you know, obviously pay to, 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 get, to get in. And so sometimes like there's so many good bowlers out there where it's very hard to really... Because like usually the top Catch 20, usually the top 20 cash. Do you think though me using my name, it might help get me an in, kind of like CM Punk did with the UFC fighting that... This big guy, right? But he might not be the best bowler, but he might be good to get a crowd at, at some of the. Well, I mean, that's where sponsorship comes around. You know, that's. Sponsorship. Yeah. That's where in Brunswick. Yeah, Brunswick, um, Storm, you know, Track, see that. Yeah. Night. Those, those. I'm bowlers. getting a Feed Me More Nutrition Ball made as well. Yeah, I saw. That was that uh, nice. my guy just. Uh, yeah, I like bowling. Yeah. Bowling is fun. JD, you a big bowler? No, I mean it's fun. I bowled at Christmas time for the first time in uh years. How'd that go? Uh first game was ninety and the second game was one thirty something. Okay. So so we don't have to worry about JD. I mean one thirty so I feel like that's uh Years ago I bowled I don't know I don't remember the specific number, it was just over two hundred. It was like a two oh two oh three or something. Because I used to, I always, I don't know what it was, I would never get a strike, but I could pick up every spare. Oh. Because the way I would throw it, I don't, I have no spin on the ball. I throw it straight. Yeah. So I used to throw off center, Mm -hmm. because if I threw right down the center, I would risk leaving some of the back pins open, can't pick up the spares. So I would go off center. It would usually demolish everything from the middle over. Yes. And leave three or four pins on the left, and I'd be able to just bang them out every time. But I don't. I didn't bowl for like ten years, and now. <laughs> do anybody do? Are, do any pro bowlers throw a straight ball, or does everyone throw a curve? Um, they're they usually throw straight balls mostly for, for spares. spares. Or, yep. But there yeah. is um, a lot of Asian bowlers where they throw the helicopter. Where What's the, the ball, helicopter? Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you after the show where the ball spins. It, it, they put top spin on on the on the bowling bowling ball because it, the the high reps. So as soon as it hits the the pins, it's kind of like a washing machine cycle where it it like it hits all the pins because of the spin on the ball. Really? And and a lot of times it's, it's going. It's a lot slower than an average bowler. So that by the time it hits the pins, it, it just mix up the pins and you get a lot of strikes. Uh, I think just recently, maybe a year ago or something like that, there there was a bowler that almost won the tournament. Really? Wait, what do you mean by to- what do you mean by topspin? Like they put, so, ri- yeah. So you there they there, throw it backwards essentially, they, or like where the overhand kind of? No, basically they they hold the ball 
I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'll describe it. In the Do podcast. your fingers have to be in the ball in a pro league at all times too? Um, or they, no? they're they're changing the rules. I think I, I don't know the, the full details, but they change the rules because there's a lot of two-handed bowlers, um, and so um, whenever you inside the bowling ball, there's a core. I think. Uh, yeah. And so it's kind of like a gyroscope inside the bowling ball. Now the issue is that it's not always a hundred percent. Like if you spin the ball. If you if you start drilling holes in it, the the weight balance gets off. Yeah, and so now if you're if you're using if you two hundred bowler, you have to use. They're changing the rule where you actually have the fingers have to be in all the holes yeah. of the bowling ball. That's what I always thought. But but before they would drill weight holes in it to to make the ball balance. Uh. But now because of when people are using two uh, using two fingers. They're using an extra hole in it to, to actually take into your advantage. Yeah. This will, you know, obviously make the ball a little bit lighter, make the ball hit a little bit harder. I mean, I don't know the whole physics of how the, yeah. the bowling ball. Essentially, they're corking the ball. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Like corking a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And so, cheating. That's essentially the equivalent of doing steroids in bowling. Yeah. And, and cheating motherfuckers. And so they. Um, uh, but to describe the top spin bowlers, or we call it the helicopter, they actually put their hand on top of the bowling ball when they release it. Because a lot of times you, your your ball, your hand is behind the bowling ball. I've done that before. I think when I was younger, yeah. just trying different yeah, techniques. Yeah, when you when you, when you notice, uh, so the ball is almost spinning backwards for a portion of it, kind and then of. it so, reverses. So yeah, the ball is spinning um, side to side. Yeah, not not and end over end. Yeah, um, and so when it hits the the pins, it starts. You know, spinning around, mixing it up. I see what you're saying. And so yeah. that's uh, so it gives it a high rhythm. There's some sort of scientific research probably behind this. Yeah. That interesting. Mm-hmm. And so that the but that ball mostly most of the time when it, when you're doing top spin, it mostly goes straight. What are the top bowlers in the world average? Um, well, here's the, here's the difference though. When you see on a, on like the PBA on TV or stuff like that, you do gotta realize that. I feel like I can make bowling cool. You can make bowling cool, but they're bowling in different lane conditions. So obviously, when you step over that foul line, you do notice it gets a little bit slippery, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, my yeah. dad actually took a yeah. Roger Dodger so they the put they actually put oil on the lanes, which you see Girl. why. You know, so it's a, the I think the lanes about tw- sixty feet. So a lot of times is they they may put oil, you know, forty feet long or you know 45 yeah. so you get different lane conditions you know they'll they'll put you know weird names like the cheetah pattern or you know man this, there's so much that goes into bowling yeah the, and the so the that's why that's why you know a bowler would have will bring nine or ten bowling balls because for different lane for conditions. different lane conditions because the way you look at it you, if you look in a microscope of a bowling ball it's it, you know you see all the grooves and stuff like that they're like tire tracks yeah so you're basically your ball is sliding down the oil like in snow or, you know a car in snow and so and then that's why you see the, the extreme hook at the end because there's no oil in the back yeah. well the, we bowled at the red rock lanes they have i really i told, said the first ball i threw was a strike and yeah. i was like these lanes are in the pins compared to the texas station here in vegas Texas station lanes, and I hate to say, sucked. Yeah, compared to well, those usually Red Rock lanes. like different different lanes or different. It's an um, old bowling alley too, though. Yeah, it's an old bowling alley, but like different lanes, they sometimes for when we, when we bowled, it was an open league, and so what they usually do for open leagues, they usually condition the lanes. They put a lot of oil on the lanes, so over time, 
when a bunch of people bowl, it gets the lanes get drier and drier and yeah. drier. So I think Texas they kind of cut back on the amount of oil, and so that's why you'll see the ball kind of doesn't hooks, hook as much, doesn't hook doesn't, as much yeah, or doesn't the pins, or hooks the pins too, too early, feel flat. Yeah, like, you don't get that that nice sound when yeah. you hit them. And exactly, and so um, wasn't any fun. No, it doesn't. Uh, but a pro bowler will be able to uh, adjust to any situation. Yeah, that's why. That's why you notice that after the first game, I switched to my bowling ball, and that's when I beat you two hundred seven to one thirty three. Because I learned to to adjust. Well, and then, what do ball did you use first? I use um, well, I mean, I I use a bowling ball that's that's anywhere from medium to dry um, lanes, and then I switched to my bowling ball that's for a lot drier lane. And I actually throwing I was throwing the ball a little bit straighter, but with a little curve into it again. So I was hitting the pocket a little bit more efficiently. Yeah, no, it was a good time. I do look forward to. Going back out there and uh, getting some more games, so I might have to start going on my own to practice a little too. Okay, well, once I mean, in, you got the, the shoulder, so I'm saying after, after. yeah, once once no, I'm back, I think before you, maybe I issue my challenge. I think challenge. you've been going out and bowling. <laughs> I'm thinking about going tonight. Not even kidding. Uh, we can go. Uh, well, I'll, I'll be You're back. up to go. Yeah, we can have one more round before because, the surgery, uh, dude. Like, okay, well, I mean, my body's sore, but I'll, you know, I'm not making excuses. Okay, listen here, you little bitch. I fa- <laughs> I fucking bowled fasted. <laughs> For 52 hours, 52 hours. Damn it! Yeah. By the way, and for I didn't make it my 72 hour fast. You know that. Didn't that? Oh. The excitement of beating you caused me to get lightheaded on the way home, <laughs> and I started the. I compare this to drug, like tobacco addiction. When sure. you quit chewing tobacco, your body talks to you, and like the fasting does the same thing. It, it was like I started telling myself on the way home. What if I go into this procedure and I'm so weak and then they put me under and like I don't wake up? I was like, I need to eat. I need to eat. And I started getting lightheaded. I went and got sushi and ate for three hours after 52 hours. So I made it 52 hours, had sushi and one other meal that night, and then fasted again all the way to the following day <clears throat> through the procedure and didn't eat again till seven something. So. Okay, so now you're blaming me for, for ruining your fasting. No, no, I no, I, I blame myself. But the excitement of beating you is what I think set me over the edge, driving in that Challenger, speeding, listening to Rocky music, and with the, celebrating the victory. And I go, fifty-two hours is a personal record. I'm going to eat for a few hours. Well, I beat Joe. I beat just beat Joe so and I can't wait to talk about this on the podcast. Celebrated. Is that the reason why? Because I literally texted you. I was like, dude, I don't think I could come to the show. It's like, well, just come come to the show and, and just not talk. Yeah, I knew I had to get you here. Yeah, what's our show? You got to be on. I understand that, but yeah, I was I was struggling to get up after last uh, after last night. But I know. But he's I, like, you, we he's appreciate like, no. you being here. Yeah, so, so I could <laughs> so you can... bask in my glory yeah. of this victory. <laughs> I did see. I don't know if you guys saw this. We've talked about it before, JD, too, with our cell phones and how they're kind of everything being tracked. I saw they. Uh, it was actually at Rogan had somebody from the CIA on, and they were talking about how our phones can actually listen to us, which makes sense with Siri and Alexa yeah. talking to them. But there was somebody they were t- they were discussing. They were just having a conversation about something, and we've talked about this before on I've, on things I've talked about on Voxer or different things, and then all of a sudden you have. John, I remember talking about it on the podcast before, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. And then I went on Netflix randomly one night, and there was just a line of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies like on there, which is that they're actually, the phones have the capability to hear everything we say at all times. Mm-hmm. And then it's like now, is Google and these companies, Apple and, and whatnot, 
are they taking that and selling it to third party oh, yeah, people and, and whatnot? It's and that's what they were discussing, and it's just it's interesting because like, but there's like, do we really even get angry over it anymore? Do you think if they were just honest and said this is what we're going to use this for, we're going to that people would get angry? Well, let's remember though, like that's the reason why when you first sign on, that you know when you when you go into Apple, when you go Google, Google, they have the the terms of service. How many people actually read that? Not None. many. How many would want to read that? Exactly. I mean, that's so. But what the thing is, even if you disagree with it, you can't use it. You, you can't use but, it. But but it's it's up to you whether or not to use it or not. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, you know, it's a slippery slope because, yeah, you you don't want your information to be sold. You don't want your private information out there. Let me ask this one. Let me play devil's advocate for a second. Sure. Because I was thinking about this when I heard this. So, granted, there's private information and whatnot, but but things they're using it to maybe for your preferences, for things that you like on your personality. Mm-hmm. Is it a. They're making it easier for you to maybe make purchases and whatnot, but like on, on the end of just selling, it's not like it's really. At the end of the day, that's pretty harmless, I feel like, as far as. I was talking about Jean Claude Van Damme movies on here before. Right. And then all of a sudden, there's. Am I really mad that the Jean Claude Van Damme movies are there? No, I'm not. No, because I like. Well, remember that. Remember that last podcast, and we were talking about the music at the end. Yeah, and we said to. Oh yes. Play classical music now. When normally when I go on YouTube, everything it shows me is something, some extension of something I've watched. So there'll probably be about six or seven different categories, right? And the next morning, I went on YouTube. And the second category for me was classical music. That's insane. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's scary when you think about it, but I was just like, I was like, or if it's like if I'm talking about, you know, air filters and all of a sudden I see air filters yeah. pop up, am I really upset? No, made it kind of easier for me to, or yeah. maybe it reminds me that yeah. I need to get air filters. I was like, so in some ways it, that kind of stuff is pretty harmless on that end, but when they're listening to other things, at the same time, is it, I'm just trying to understand this in technology and looking at it from two different ways. What if it's somebody that's planning a terrorist attack mm-hmm. and they can get that information? Yeah. So there's like a lot of benefits to it too, actually. Wait, with, with benefits for uh, for attacks? being able to hear people if, like, based off your conversations, yeah, or things it, like there, there's things that where it can really be advantageous. Advent, advantageous. Yeah. I know how to say the damn word, Joe. I don't need any help. <laughs> Advantageous, asshole. <laughs> advantageous. I don't have a speech impediment. Advantageous. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, you know, it, it's a, it's a really slippery slope. Slippery slope, gray, uh, gray area that we're we're deeping into because the fact that we're in a territory where we don't know how this is yeah. going to turn out. I that mean, is true. You know, the fact that they're making artificial intelligence, they're Making robots, to, you know, that can kill people. It's you know, and and, and I agree. It's you know, it, now we might know, be pushing the envelope too far yeah. in certain areas. I mean, it's it's a it's a, it's a matter of like, is this going to save us or is it going to kill us? Or yeah, that's pretty much what the end all is going to be. I mean, we can t- we can we'll, we'll t- I also think we live in the era of creating problems to sell us the solution. Yeah. I think that is a very... That's been going on ever since they 
especially with like the antiviruses on computer and yep. Norton was busted yep. years later for putting out viruses. Yep. And then oh, we have the new Norton antivirus 6.0 that's we'll make sure we get rid yep. of this trojan and it, it's crazy but I, that happened actually, you know, the spam phone calls. Yes. I noticed that's something that's like the big thing now is the spam phone calls and it, it it's yep. getting worse and worse and all of a sudden I all this was on YouTube one day, all of a sudden I started seeing ads for an app to that. Which is actually, I have, it's funny because. But I you just, have to pay for it. The reason why I pulled that, I, I looked at my phone because I get, I get a notification saying my Robo, the, the Robo Killer. Robo Killer, that that's, I have. yep, that's I what have, it's called. I have this. What do you pay per month for that? I paid it, I paid like a lifetime and it was like, I don't. But oh, my okay. thing is, as soon as I saw these ads, I, it was all in one day and it kept popping up on all my videos. Mm -hmm. I go, I would bet good money they are behind the spam phone calls. Oh, yeah, for, like yeah, just seeing sure. that, just the amount of money they have to even advertise as heavily as they were, yeah. they were popping up on every video and I was just like, and it's just very, really interesting. Yeah. The times. But I mean, I did notice that since I had the RoboKiller, I've been not having Of course calls. not, but you gave them the money for it. Yeah. I'm still dealing with just blocking one number at a time. Mm. They, they call it some inconvenient times too. They, Totally agree. I've shut my house phone off. Well, like during, my house phone will start ringing and it just keeps well, going. Well, no, during the election, I was getting calls nonstop from politicians. Yeah. And that was like, I can't. I, I Trump know. just showed up on my phone all the time. Yes. <laughs> just Trump. <laughs> just got I'm like, Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. But I don't know. It's it, We can keep talking about this until... It exists. That's what I'm saying. It's like, is there any point even getting mad? It's just trying to look at it in a different way. But yeah. I mean, I think probably essentially it's more, it's harmless in the sense that it probably is, you know, with Google and things, it's just trying to find your preferences and it shows you things that you like. And then, of course, on the back end of it, there's the advertising advantages for companies who get in on that. But I think it lends to conspiracies because people are like, oh, well, if they're watching you and everything. But, I mean, realistically, just stop and think about this. And I have an uncle who's completely brainwashed now. And he told me at Christmas that he put a fucking piece of tape over his camera on his laptop. Mm -hmm. And he keeps his speaker off, right? Yeah. Now, that's just... That was um. Zuckerberg. Let's just think. Of, let, let's just think. Zuckerberg did it. No, it, it, it stems from shit that he was watching with Alex Jones. But let's yeah. just stop. Let's just stop and think about this for a second. Unemployed person who doesn't own a vehicle, doesn't have anything going on in their life. Who the fuck is going to be spying on you? Yeah, it's. Like, come on. Like, and there's a lot of other people like that peddle some of these. Now, listen, I'm, I'm all for a good conspiracy as long as there's substantial evidence. And, yes, the microphones pick up our shit, but you got to have a little bit more than that. Yeah. But I think a lot of these people get paranoid with the whole, like, you know, I saw people who were like, no, no, Alexa and Siri, oh, no, 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 are you kidding? Like, just bringing the government into your house. and It's like... But, but my but thing it, is, but, though, if but if you're not doing anything really remotely close to being, wrong, yeah, or anything, there's nothing who cares? to worry. Yeah, outside what are they of them find out? personal preferences, which is just who cares? Like it's so they're <laughs> gonna, they're going to learn your eating schedule and your shitting yeah. schedule and like what kind like, of music you like. What else are they like? 
It's, it, no, it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's just yeah. Kind of no one to, just waste. That's why I said just focusing your energies on stuff like that is, it's it's never you're never gonna get anywhere with that. But no, it's just excessive. I think with that we'll go ahead. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna crash to the wrestling news, the wrestling report with Ryan Satin. And we'll be right back with that after these messages. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed. Me more. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback. And I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at fuelmeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals, and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. FuelMeals.com. Feed me more. All right, we are back, and I got Ryan Satin here. The Big Guys Wrestling Report with Ryan Satin, brought to you by Pro Wrestling Sheet. What's going on, man? What's up, Ryback? How's it going? Good week. I'm feeling good. I'm healthy. I've uh, life is good. No complaints over here. So we got we got the Royal Rumble later on, and uh, I'm probably going to watch a little bit of that. Watched a little bit of NXT last night, and uh, watched my uh, Jack Swagger, Jake Hager win his uh, Bellator debut last night. I got it on just in time, and, uh, and I, I was happy, man. They, they tried to, right when I turned it on, he was doing an interview, then his fight was next, so it worked out perfectly. So I, I did the exact same thing because I was watching TakeOver, and then I had to call into uh, the post-TakeOver conference call with Triple H. But while I was on the conference call with Triple H, I had it on the TV and had my phone like uh, so my side couldn't be heard. I had it like muted, <laughs> and I was watching. I was watching the match, and I was like, or watching the fight. I always say match because I'm so used to it. But watching the fight, uh, and yeah, dude, he rocked that guy, dude. Yeah, no, he looked he looked good. He looked in, in great shape, and I he looked calm and as good as you could have looked. I thought for your first for any of that that kind of situation, and he. Uh, that guy too. I was texting uh, PJ Black, who was at the fight actually, and uh, and I was just saying the guy. The guy looked like a he looked like one of those just a beer drinking brawler. The guy like totally that guy that that guy forty one. That guy's gotten into a few bar fights in his life, 
And, oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was a little nervous watching. I was like, oh, hopefully that guy, he looks like he could throw a pretty decent punch. Like, that's, that's probably what put him on the map. Was he, he probably has a decent punch. I was like, you never, but Swagger's so much bigger than everybody. So that's got him right down. And, 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 and then they, people underestimate the, the wrestling skill that Swagger has, dude. I mean, that guy's yeah. a skilled wrestler. Oh, it's, and once you do that, and like, that doesn't leave you. Like, you don't forget how to do that, like, or that instinct. And, and like, that's his go to, like, that is his skill. And then, like, you learn other skills on top of that. Like, and you saw how easily he got the guy down. Like, it wasn't even. And that's not to say he's going to be able to do that to everybody, but he's a strong guy. People, we always talked about that in wrestling. Like, Swagger, is de- he's deceivingly big, and he's deceivingly strong. And he's got, like, that – he might not be, like, the strongest weight room guy, but he has grappling strength. And, and it's – he's going to do very well. Like, I think he's going to – you could see it just by his demeanor. He knows he's going to do well, too, so. If I recall when, when, the, when the MMA fight was first announced, I, I want to say when he was on Ariel Helwani's show when, when he first announced it, I feel like he said something along the lines of uh, he believes that he he could beat every single uh, wrestler in WWE in an MMA fight. Yeah. And you personally, do you do you think that that's a, that 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 actually might hold some water? I think that's the right mindset you got to have. I think every wrestler should honestly have that mentality. Legit, like that is one hundred percent the that's a fighter's mindset. Like, why shouldn't he feel that way? Like, you can't even get angry over that. Like, it's. And to go cross over and to go do that, you like you need to think like that. You can't have any doubts, and you got to have confidence, man. And I think he's he's confident in his ability, and he doesn't come. He comes off very uh, well spoken and humble. He's not. So I think, like I said, he's gonna he's gonna do well, and he's gonna surprise a lot of people with that. Yeah, and it's funny you said that the, uh, the his opponent looked like a like a bar fighter basically, and I felt the same way. Like I saw a lot of people giving the like talking shit on Twitter where they were basically saying that like the guy looked out of shape and all that kind of stuff. But I was like, man, that no. guy looks like you would not want to catch a punch from that guy. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. I think what people sometimes you look at uh, in like Roy Nelson, he's a heavier guy. There, there's you, that that's if conditioning doesn't necessarily these, you could be in really, really great physical conditioning and your body might not necessarily like you. If you have a bad diet, or bad genetics and a bad diet, but you're 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 training. He, that guy could have been training all day and been in exceptional shape. He could have he could have wrestled, you know, fought for thirty minutes and not blown up. You know, you never know. Having necessarily having abs or anything of that nature. That, now that goes hand in hand with having a diet and conditioning and doing all that. And but even then, you see some guys that are all jacked up and, and in great condition, you know, physically, but they don't have good conditioning. It's just that that you can't see conditioning. It's. Uh, so it's hard to, and everyone's always gonna say something. If the guy was in too good a shape, they would have been 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 knocking it. You know what I mean? So it's it's just people always got to find something to kind of downplay. The guy he just went in there, had his first fight, and was successful in a quick manner. And uh, they're gonna give him, I'm sure, better and better opponents as he as he goes along. Yeah, he said afterwards. Uh, I think that he wants to do MMA now for the next ten years. Is that was what I believe he said in the post fight interview, right? I think it was. I missed that part. That's no. I think he's. It doesn't matter what you do in life. You got to go all in, though. Eventually, I think. And like he said, he. I don't think he's taking this as like a. Oh, I'm just trying to get a payday sort of thing. He's not that kind of guy, and he wouldn't have got into it. I think it's it's. 
everything with his wrestling career and he before he got into WWE and I think he, that was the next step for him and I think he loves wrestling and loved being there but I think he found something he might love more at this point in his life and he has control over it I think that for a lot of guys that's a pretty cool you got to remember too and, and he, granted he was a world heavyweight champion at one point in WWE and, and he had he was used well at different points of his career but like now it's like it all falls on him and like in this day and age and everything it's just a powerful feeling to be able to have control when he didn't have control for for how long and so i think there's that chip on his shoulder to to go out and prove like look like i i'm really talented and i i can go out and i could be successful and and i just it, it doesn't that's sometimes too i think people think like they look at his, uh, a WWE career and, and you know, like he doesn't have, it doesn't have as, as much as the hype as someone like Punk did because Punk was used better in his career, but it's completely different, you know what I mean, situation. And he could be, he, he could be exponentially more successful at this. Just, I, I, I'm digging it, man. I'm excited for him. And he, he's a great yeah. guy. Everyone likes him. He's a good guy. And uh, I think that it... uh, he's always been so nice. I think he's like one of the nicest dudes. I love Jack Swagger. I think he's great. And I also think that like he instantly has now raised his stock uh, for the future. I mean, instantly. Because I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, it's weird with Bobby Lashley and Punk. There was less eye rolling for some reason. But with, with Swagger, it was kind of like, oh, whatever. Like, it's just Jack Swagger. And he's the one, you know, he's kind of surprised everyone, you he, know? He has the potential to be the best at it, possibly. <laughs> Which is, totally. but I think sometimes this is the problem with like in people they look at wrestling and you get stereotyped in your role in wrestling, you know. Yep. So and it's all it is is playing roles, and it's it's and then this isn't this isn't that setting. This is an entirely different. This is real life, and as far as him having control of the outcome, and and he is he's equipped to to do as well as he as he wants potentially with this and, and whatnot. And if they, they give him guys as he gets more experience and, t and challenges himself more and more, I think he's going to, he's going to do well. Like I said, it, it's, yeah. and again, Me too. It, it, it's, I think he's, his heart's in it. And I've, it's, I've seen him at independent shows and I've never even seen the guy mad before. Like, he's just like a, such a good dude. And like, he's, and that's usually, I'm telling you, he's confident in his skills and that is, that goes a long ways. So. All right, well, speaking of the UFC, I think the, the biggest story of the week was Ronda Rousey and all these reports surrounding Ronda Rousey. So basically, um, it, it first started when the Wrestling Observer reported that there was a, quote, very good chance that Ronda Rousey will be finished up with WWE at WrestleMania. Uh, I started digging into it at that point, and basically I spoke with sources who tell, told me that WWE agreed uh, while signing Ron that she could take time away if she wanted to, to start a family yep. like that. That's, that was an important thing to her. Um, and, and they were totally cool with that despite having a multi-year agreement that they had, that they had put in place. Yep. Um, and I'm told that around survivor series, she informed the company that she would likely be taking that break after WrestleMania. Uh, however, unlike the report said where that she's going to be finished up after WrestleMania, uh, I was told that it's not quite set in stone yet that, that, Things could change. It's, it's still a few months away. Obviously, um, if she starts a family, she might not want to come back. Obviously, it's, it's very possible. But but, yeah. but right now, but right now, like uh, her, her, she's still planning to work with WWE. She's she's not planning on quote leaving the WWE. Um, there's just you know she she but she will be likely taking a break after WrestleMania, from what I hear. Yeah. No. And that's again. 
that's her choice, and that's something I think that's a something that she she every human has the right to make that decision and and whatnot. And sometimes I think wrestling fans get so caught up in in you want people to be there week after week, and you want them to be there and in, in, in whatnot. But it, for her, from on a personal standpoint, and looking. She's had about as good of a year as you can have in wrestling, as far as being protected and being used well, and not and, and being highlighted. And and it, it's typically the longer you stay there, that doesn't always stay that way. It might not from a from a political standpoint and business standpoint. It could be the best thing ever. She goes and does that and takes some time away, and then they could regroup and come back, and then come back hot again with another year, if you know maybe down the line or something of that nature. Um, because that schedule it doesn't end. It, 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 there's no off season. You just keep going, and they'll just try to keep you going, uh, pay per view to pay per view to pay per view. And you know, I think as long as if she's communicated and they have that understanding from the beginning, uh, there, there's absolutely I think that she should go do that because you're only like you only that window is only so long for people for women and whatnot and, and whatnot. I just think it's I think it's a good thing if she does if if she chooses yeah. to do that and nobody should should give her shit over it or a hard time. It's, and she's busted her well, ass, I think, you know, the whole time there. I think, I think the reason people give her crap for it, and I am not of this belief whatsoever, but I think that the reason some people, I, I've seen the reaction to it from some people is that like, uh, you know, she was so adamant about the fact that she wasn't just in this uh, for the short term and that she was in this for the long haul. And this was her future yeah. now and this is her career. And then to see it was all just like a one year thing, I think some people are frustrated by it. But I'm completely with you that like, yeah. who fucking care? like who you shouldn't fucking care. Like it's yeah. awesome that we had her for this awesome year. Like I, I agree with you. This year, yep. it's hard to compare that year to anyone, any other female in WWE history of like year to year from her debut yep. to to which is now I guess because we're at the Royal Rumble from yep. one year to one year like that. She's had an amazing yep. one year in WWE, and uh, she she also gave an awesome quote to ESPN about all of this. I think um, you saw she said, uh, "I honestly don't know why anyone feels like they're an authority to speak on the plans for my uterus." <laughs> um, if I responded every single time the world speculated what I was doing with my womb, I would not have a free moment in the day. I really don't feel like I should have to respond to that kind of thing. It's my vagina, my life. Keep the speculations to yourself. Leave me and my reproductive organs alone. Uh, but she also, later in the article, uh, she did basically allude to the fact that, like, she wants to have a baby. Like, she, she does. Yeah. She wants to have a baby. Uh, but she said that, like, look, I've never had a baby before. Um, I'm really, really enjoying what I'm doing. I don't know if the proper steps to get in a baby. These aren't her exact quote, but like yeah. I'm summarizing. Like, yep. I don't know if a baby, if I need to like take time away to have the baby or if like I can try to have the baby while working. And like, these are things I'm figuring out. These are things I'm working on. I don't know. This, yeah. this is just what, what I'm, this is my first time trying something like this. Yeah. And so that kind of falls in line with what I was saying about things not being set in stone yet. I think that, I think that, you know, what if she tries and then it's not happening and she wants to come back? Like yep. th- these, these are things that are this is life. You know, so yeah, yeah. And I think too, and you, and you, and like with people, the if they are upset with her saying she was here or there for the long term and whatnot, and she might that that very well she could be, and she just wants to take a break to have a child at this point in her life and then come back, and and like that's a possibility, and then that everything she said is completely true. I think sometimes we just get in a habit of. 
wanting to be angry over something or, or you know what I mean? And focusing on something oh, yeah. besides ourselves. And so and you hear that in, in, we know with wrestling fans are extremely passionate and as much as people hate WWE and, and there's the others that have it on the highest pedestal that exists higher than God for, for some of them. And, uh, so you just gotta, you got, you got a wide array of people and where they're coming at and how they're looking at things, but whatever she chooses will be the right decision. And then she's, and she's allowed to do that and, and they'll make the best of it. And it doesn't mean she can't come back afterwards and, and be there for three more years. And I have a feeling if she did come back and was there for two or three more years, people, and then she stopped, people would be upset over that. That's not long enough. It's like, well, how, what is long <laughs> enough? Like, you know what I mean? It, it, yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's just weird. I don't know people, but I think it, it, she'll do, she'll do the right thing for herself. And the fact that she has open communication and she talks to them about that stuff is most people don't, they just go get pregnant. So like, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta respect that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, one of the other big stories actually was just kind of today where the interview came out and, uh, I don't know if you, you might have some insight here that you might not even be able to say, I don't know. Um, but Dolph Ziggler did an interview and, uh, he did it with, uh, Chris Vanvillet and basically, uh, Ziggler said that, yes, he's still under contract with the WWE, um, but he's right now, he's on a hiatus that this is his quote. He said, for now I'm on a hiatus with WWE. Like I said, we have a handshake agreement, which is different from what's on paper. I've given everything and we'll see if there's more for me to give. I'll be happy to be a part of it. Um, but he did basically say he's not going to be in the Royal Rumble tonight. Um, obviously, we're recording this on Sunday. I think it's going to go out on Which Monday. He probably so. will be in it. So if it's... <laughs> that's exactly that's a hundred. I tweeted that. I, I wrote this article. I put it up, and then I tweeted the link, and I said, "I'm pretty sure this means that Dolph Ziggler is going to be in the Royal Rumble yeah, tonight." Yeah, he'll be like number thirty or something. It's just, yeah, it's. No doubt he li- he lives in Phoenix. Why wouldn't he? They'll Wait, put, put him out there for a second. I couldn't hear you. The uh, no, I I do think though, with Dolph living in Phoenix, that it just makes sense that they would put him on a one-time deal or something for that. But I and whenever I hang out with him or talk, we just literally just tell shitty jokes and like it's uh, <laughs> we talk eat about Hooter. yeah eat Hooters and uh, that was always our thing. <laughs> and uh, I saw him on New Year's. We hung out. We actually talked wrestling for quite a bit. But we were drinking, and it was just kind of... Uh, I know he mentioned all that stuff. And I think uh, <clears throat> I think he'll... I don't think it'd be bad for him to take a break, to be quite honest, and to go focus on the comedy and to put everything into that, because he's doing well with that. And, uh, and then and I, think, I think time away from TV is, is something that is, doesn't happen enough anymore. And, uh, and it, it's kind of a... There's a reason for that. They don't like it either. They don't want guys going away because they don't want them <laughs> going anywhere. Or anything, and uh, so it's a weird situation. I, I think he's he's a guy at different points in his career. I, I remember, man, uh, the night after uh, WrestleMania where I fought Mark, Mark Henry and uh, did the thing with Cena after uh, on Raw, and then that night, the the two biggest reactions that night were the ending, and then but Dolph I think had the loudest reaction of the night when he I think he cashed in or won the World yeah, oh yeah. Championship and mm-hmm. like had some serious momentum and like that wasn't capitalized on uh, fully. And granted, I think he had the c- couple of the concussions happened, some bad timing on all that too. But regardless, it, it, they weren't, they were looking for a reason at that to, 
to take that off if that was the case. Because usually if they were behind something, they would they would just ride it out and then keep it going. And it like he he's been he's been hot at multiple points in his career and and it's just you gotta understand guys like that, it can be frustrating and, and he's he's been a great soldier for them and uh he's well liked by the guys. He's a great he's a great guy. He's another guy I've never seen mad or anything like that. And uh I think he'll make the right choice for himself when the time comes. He he shouldn't he should take a break, in my opinion. In in just You mean like break as in leaving WWE for all and coming back, or like break as in just like a break away from TV. No, I think so. I think so that ideally it would be great if they kept him under contract and gave him like six months off. How yeah. how often does that happen? Unless you're injured, rarely, rarely, and it's so. I, but that's the thing, and I, I said sometimes they. It's really frustrating because I remember when I I wanted my contract to run out just so I could take time off and do the things I was doing and that get my MRIs done to see how hurt I was and things and like and it was met with a th- I was threatened. And it was a, and it's sometimes, it just it puts a bad taste in your mouth and whatnot because it's like if he wants to take six months off and not be under contract, there's nothing wrong with that. But like there's this weird wrestling thing where they got to have like ownership over you and they want is they let if the guy wants to take a year off and go do comedy and then calls him back, all right, I'm ready, you know, send me to NXT for a few weeks, let me get the ring rust off and let's go. It would like, it would be great and it and it would get a great when you'd have a. It creates for those cool moments that we used to have growing up watching wrestling for surprise returns and whatnot. And because they can do that when they want to do it, they did it with the Hardys last year at WrestleMania. When they want to do a nice surprise return, they can. And that was always one of the, for me, when growing up, that was one of the best parts of pro wrestling was the surprises. Absolutely. Like, I know I'm watching fake fighting as far as, or a predetermined outcome. Like, I know it. I'm not, it's why I'm not as, like, the moves don't mean as much to me. Like, they're just moves. I, I look for the character and the story and the emotion that random moments can create. That's pro wrestling that I think yep. sometimes is missing. That surprise, and it's a lot harder now with this day and age with social media. But that's, man, you let guys go away because it will create for, it will create for much bigger moments that will may, mean bigger ratings. It'll mean more interest in storylines when people do come back, and the only way to do that is to go away. And if well, perfect example of that is Chris Jericho. Yep. Chris Jericho always got to like go away for a little while, uh, and and, and you'd, you'd miss him enough to where when he finally came back, you were like, "Oh shit, Chris Jericho's back!" You yep. know, and you were pumped. He'd have a cool run, and then he'd go away, so he didn't yep. get stale. And I I completely agree with that fact. You know, I I, I think that. I think the reason they're so hardcore about that is, one, like you said, the ownership factor. I also think, two, they have to know that, you know, when people are working in WWE, they're so in that bubble of, like, WWE that, like, they don't want someone stepping outside of that bubble and realizing the things that are made to be incredibly important in the WWE bubble aren't really as big of a deal as they make it seem. And they're like, oh, and they have these, like, things that dawn on them. And then they're like, well, maybe I was taking a lot of these things too seriously. And they, the, and I hate to use these words, but the brainwashing that, yeah. that, that goes on there slowly starts to wipe away. And they don't want that brainwashing to wipe away. Yeah. No, that, and that's, that's very accurate, I feel. And that, and that when you, and you do step outside of that bubble, you see that there are, there are a lot of opportunities out there in the real world and whatnot. And there's... If, if if a movie producer approaches and they want you to do a, a, have a role in something, 
that they can't shoot that down and say no, or if they, you know, a, a magazine wants to put you on the cover, they can't turn the, they can't knock that down. Like just any opportunity, if you want to go, just do whatever. They can't say no, and then that's a very powerful feeling when you realize that. And and I think too, that's that all kind of goes back where I wish if you created a better work environment and with open communication and had a little bit, and I think it will get there eventually. I really honestly do. I think wrestling, and I think it slowly has gotten a little better. Uh, than it used to be like the, you know, generations prior and whatnot. But if it was a better work environment and, and people were treated maybe with a little more respect and, and dignity, dignity, and I think guys would be more loyal too, and where that wouldn't be an issue. But I think it is the way that it is so that when, if guys do get out of that bubble, they kind of, they may not want to go back. So it's... That's how I look at it. I mean, you can see someone like Sami Zayn right now who he's been injured, so he's not like, um, you know, out of his contract, but you know, while injured and recovering, you can see via social media he's just been traveling the world. And then he did Chris Jericho's podcast and talked about how, like, it dawned on him all these things that he had held of such importance weren't quite as important as he thought they were. And I and yeah. and so yeah, I think I think that's a it's good to have that, but it's it's not good for a business to have people in in that mindset because it doesn't help. Vince McMahon obviously. Isn't, isn't uh that doesn't help Vince McMahon when people are like wiping away the things that he wants them to think you know yeah that well, that, well that's what I said it comes down to I think we got to restructure the work environment a little bit yep I agree and I agree I, 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 I can tell you for every pro wrestler there's not one pro wrestler that's there that would disagree with that and I really believe well, it's crazy it's it's crazy too that there isn't like because there are so many people not being used a lot I don't understand what the point why they have to show up there and just sit back. Like, yeah. I get it, they're being paid, it's their job or whatever, but, like, why wouldn't you kind of cycle some in and out and stuff, you, you know? Wanna, here, here, Ryan, I could tell you the one, here's one thing that would change professional wrestling forever if every, if this was the mindset of, and we'll say for WWE, if everybody that works in it, the, the hierarchy, we have Vince, we have Triple H, Stephanie, Kevin Dunn, but what if the mindset was, how can we maximize every every wrestler we have under contract and get the most amount of money out of each and every single one of them. If that was the mindset that was looked at, if that was the objective, how can we maximize the value of every professional wrestler we or every person we have under contract here? And that was the goal from the producers and everybody that, you know, even though you got Heath Slater going out there and maybe getting killed by Brock Lesnar tonight, okay, he's doing business, but how can we get Heath Slater? What can we do to maximize Heath and get him a little steam to get him maybe a little recognition for the following week? If you had that mindset in that business, they would make so much more money than they do rather than what can we do to hold people back? That is the mindset outside of the couple that they'll use to kind of keep everything going. But it is, if everybody was of that mindset, what can we do to make our talent, our roster, the most well-known, the biggest superstars in the world? What gigs can we get them outside of this on days? And maybe if we're not using them good for a few months, what outside opportunities can we let them do to get more exposure for them so they get more exposure to the brand? They would be exponentially higher than they are right now. And, and, and there's a whole department. There's a whole department that is their job is to get wrestlers outside stuff like that and it blows my mind how little it's done like or or the weird they turn it they, they turn they the majority of it down they don't let you do yeah stuff. yes it's crazy and so i you know what's funny if you say that and to me it's like yes 100 uh they're not they're not focused on that instead they're focused on raising the 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 star power of wwe as a whole as opposed to each single wrestler 
raising their stock, which, in my opinion, if they focused the opposite way on all the wrestlers, they would still gain what they're trying to gain by raising the star level of WWE because they have all these stars you that are have, in the company. And, and the foundation would be in place, the foundation that holds up that brand. The foundation yes. is every professional wrestler that has ever worked there. That is it's funny too. I've been watching these old superstars episodes. Yeah. Now that they have them on W on the WWE Network. Yep. And it seems to me like the and I know that it's a different model because they were trying. They were a much more house show driven model then. But like the whole point of those shows, it seems to me, is raising the stock of a bunch of the wrestlers. You know, they put them up against the enhancement talent. They you know have a they have the vignettes for them. They're all just. All it is is building people up, yeah. building people up, building people up, and you don't see that as much anymore. No, in, but so in, in, the, in the business has changed from that too, where and there's much more content and whatnot. But that's my it goes back to what I was saying, where, but if you just allow and you got a guy like say, and I use Heath Slater, and I love Heath, I love him. He's one of my good friends, and he does everything that's ever asked of him. He's well liked. Everybody loves him. He's respectful. He loves pro wrestling. But if you just say, well, what can we do with with Heath? Slater, maybe not on our show, but outside gigs to let him let him to, to, to raise his his star even brighter so that when we do use him on TV, it has more value for us on TV, too. Maybe he brings in people that he does from some of the shows that he's on or some of the magazine cover he's on. Just it doesn't whatever it is. And it, it, it's not hard to what can we write in for him on the show that gives him some good TV time that maybe gets him over in a backstage backstage segment. This week, because you can get you get more over talking than you could do going out and doing wrestling moves. It's not. Yep. But if that the mindset would need to change from top to bottom in those production meetings where they literally would. What could we do to maximize every guy this week? And you could still and you have the guys go out and they do business and whatnot. But you just have a you just change the mindset. If the mindset changed, everything would be completely different. What can we allow our guys to do, our girls to do that? Not just the select few that we want to do. Everybody, what can we do to make them? Because the bigger stars we have for us, the bigger the brand. WWE will be at will reach all time highs. Rather, than, that's why it boggles my yeah. mind that that Matt Hardy's on the sideline. That Matt, like Matt Hardy's, like, like he he says that he's fine. Why this whole time he's been gone? You could have been shooting Hardy, Woken Hardy vignettes at his Hardy Mansion and been utilizing that and yeah. making building his stock for when he finally comes back, you know? Well, he's going to be a random appearance in the Rumble, probably. Yeah, and a great point on that is, and especially, too, with the network, they need as much content as possible. Guys, why, why not just put a camera crew to people and let start filming TV shows, give everybody... Hell, give every... You have the network, give everybody a show if you want. See what catches on. And then, because it, it could be... Bo Dallas might have the most popular network show. You don't know unless you try things, too, and give people opportunities and let them... You just... I just think it's it's a, it has to there has to be a changing of the mindset, uh, and I don't know why it got to what can we do to hold people down? Why it, it, again? You don't want people to stars to get too bright, the people that 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 because they might want to leave. But it goes back to if you just pre create a better work environment, people won't want to leave, and especially mm -hmm. and when and people in wrestler wrestlers love pro wrestling, and it, it and it's a lot of them that go there get a bad taste in their mouth because of the way that they're treated, and it makes you it makes a lot of guys hate wrestling in general too because you just see it's like, man, this isn't what I loved, what I wanted, you know. And it just it it just sits give leaves such a bad taste. They control their own destiny. They can make this as great as they want to make it for everybody, not just for the fans, for everybody. Where it's just it could be such a better environment, and I think it will get there eventually. But it, it disappoints me because I think in Vince. He he could change anytime he wants. He could wake up tomorrow and create a better work environment. 
And it's just, they haven't chosen to do that and whatnot. And there's a lot of good there and stuff still and whatnot, but it's some of that bad man and, and just how guys, and not even how they're used on TV, just the, the limitations that are placed. It doesn't make sense. And that's what I think when, well, they, when guys leave, they realize it's not like that in other places necessarily. So, And I think that, you know, this is a good segue into the NXT show last night because, like, I think that's why people you see are so happy in NXT and putting out such a good product because it kind of is what you're talking about. It's a little less restrictive. It's a little more uh, freedom allowed with the wrestlers. Uh, it's a little more creative in the storylines. I mean, the Tomato Champa uh, Johnny Gargano thing is a two-year li- you know two-year yeah. story or whatever at this point. So um, I think that's why people are almost you know they don't say it outwardly but i do think some are kind of bummed when they get called up because they are kind yeah. of enjoying what they're doing in nxt well and that too is it's like that that and that could be part of the mindset thing the the structure down there it's ran by triple h and he could have a little bit different environment down there where it is well let's maximize everybody that we have down here and make this brand as big and powerful as it can be by making our superstars as big and powerful as they can be and allowing them to go out there and to shine, and to, it, you know what I mean? To give them a little control in that. A lot of wrestlers, like I said, WWE wise, the live events are what the guys live for. Because yeah. that's where you can go, for the most part, you can go out there and you have that freedom to kind of to go out there and, and to satisfy, you know, you get your wrestling fix. Whereas in TV, it's a different environment. And it's like I said, you show up. I, I, I can't tell you, I, at Ryan, every Monday and Tuesday, waking up and, and when there were pay per views, it was, I literally woke up just like feeling like shit, essentially. What are they going to do to me today to try to lower my value? Out, yeah. at, at every point from beginning to end there, outside of my initial run with the two-on-one thing, where I knew that they would like, I didn't realize what it was going to be yet. Like outside of that little period, it was, what are they going to do to try to run me down today? That was, and that's, and that's not just me thinking that, that, that goes on across the board up there. And it doesn't matter how, I can imagine. how well you're being used, you are fearful of that process because the mindset is wrong. And and it's hopefully they change it over time because it would it would I think everybody everybody wins if you change that. Having a positive mindset of just super maximizing your superstars will never, ever, ever fail you. I and I honestly feel like an easy way to get back to that is bringing back enhancement talent. Because like I think one of the things that the re, one of the reasons that people's uh, you know stock gets decreased or value gets decreased is because they're using guys like Heath Slater, who you've been using as an example. Like Heath Slater is like he didn't lose every time he was in the ring. His his stock wouldn't be so low yeah. or whatever. In WWE. Well, it is it's I the illusion of a real too. fight. Wins and losses matter. I don't. Yeah. Know, they matter in everything in life. People, of course. People like winners. And people yeah, like. Of course. It's not. It, it, and that's why I always say, well, wins and losses don't matter. It, it doesn't matter when you're just talking solely about the brand, but when you're talking about the individual performers, it does matter greatly. And you show me anybody who's ever been used well there, their win-loss record, it's fucking amazing. So it's... Yeah. You, you can't, you can't do that. Matters. Yeah, and again, that goes to your point with NXT is there's not as much content down there where they're having to run so storylines can go longer because they're not, they don't have to fill this TV time every week and where they have to just put things together and they can't ignore storylines. They're like, well, we got to do something. So WWE storylines on TV, because of uh, the growth that they've had and the content they have, things just move at a faster rate because they need TV time. But that's just based off the current way they're doing things. If they restructured everything, you could easily 
slow that process down, but you would have to redo how you're doing things. So, hundred percent. What, what you said you watched Takeover. What'd you think of it? I would, dude. I like those guys are all great, man. I the environment they have down there. It seems like a good environment and, and whatnot. Um, and it's I didn't catch. I only caught the last couple of matches and. Uh, the I do think though it's a that the way that they go down there you that's why I think you see it it switches from when they get to the main roster because doing it four or five days a week is a lot harder on your body than going out and just doing you know what I mean for oh yeah and it's but they those shows are amazing and what the guys do I am uh, I'm I'm a big believer in selling though in the psychology of pro wrestling I don't think that that should ever it's like the rules of baseball or anything. We, you, the, 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 you don't change the rules that were put in place because I think it's disrespectful to the guys that came before us. I think that does happen sometimes with guys and whatnot. And I know everyone, these different wrestlers will say, well, it's art and, and this and that. And I go, well, there was, a, there was a certain thing put in place and like based off of physicality. And, and my whole thing, what I was telling you, like the moves, pro wrestling, it was, there was the emphasis on character, on, on mannerisms, on storytelling and psychology that's what makes superstars. It's not real. It's not doing moves and whatnot. But I think moves are extremely important. At the same note, too. But mm-hmm. I think if the guys they they grasp that at different times, and you don't necessarily maybe get it while you're down there in development or NXT, it comes with you over time too. As you as you start learning some of that other stuff, how important it actually is from a worldwide scale with casual people as well, because you want to appeal, the goal of every wrestler is to appeal to everybody. You just don't want to appeal to a hardcore fan. You want to appeal to everybody and whatnot yep. because everybody makes more money that way. But dude, everybody, the, the it's crazy. The athleticism in pro wrestling is at an all time high. It really, really is. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, the, I, I saw like mixed, Mixed reactions to the women's match, the Shayna Baszler yeah, versus Bianca. I saw, I saw part of that, a good part of it. I liked that match. I was into that match. I think Bianca is like a superstar in the making. Like I think she's going to be a big deal if, if booked right when she yeah. gets on the main roster. She performed very well. I thought that was that. That was a long match for them too. That was everybody's going down there doing working as hard as they can and and you know just doing their best and trying to figure this out and. uh it's it people are you got under at this level too people are always going to be critical no matter what and uh for i always say though for every every person that that's critical or negative you, you probably have 100 people that like you it's just the people that like you don't necessarily go on social media or you know it, it's so it's, sometimes people get deceived and think it's the other way around that for every 100 people that hate you there's only one that likes you it's not the case but those the the people down there they're, they're giving it their all and it's a process to learning this and getting over and, but the athleticism, like I was saying is, it is at an all time high, but I yeah. always look at the biggest stars in pro wrestling though. If you look at the biggest stars in pro wrestling, athleticism was, uh, only, a, it was, it wasn't necessarily the only thing. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think you have to keep that in mind as a performer that and sometimes too, it's, it's Dr. Tom Pritchard always used to say, if you see two elephants fucking in the first match and the second match is two elephants fucking and the third match is two elephants fucking, you can only see two elephants fucking for so long. And it gets kind of, and I kind of equate that with the moves <laughs> that when you base things off of moves only, there's nowhere to go from that. So mm-hmm. I think no, that makes sense. you need, it's a balance. It's just like anything else in life. The moves do matter, but there's other things that matter too, that when it's balanced out, you can actually maximize the moves even more. 
So, and I think people are, guys are figuring that out still. And that's what that is for down there to figure that out. But the athleticism is incredible. I had a yeah. question for you, though, I was going to ask. Okay. I don't know, because uh, we never talked about it with uh, Lars Sullivan. If you have any information, yeah. what, what's the deal with that going on with, with that situation? To be honest with you, I, I really haven't dug too in, dug too much into it because because of like the the nature of what's going on and it being like a you know related to his mental health yeah. and and you know I I I'm really just kind of waiting to see what happens. I, I don't want to you know similar to like in my opinion to like I, I you know I haven't been trying to get updates on Roman Reigns and his you know yeah. his his battle with cancer because I'm just like you know what that's a personal battle that I don't feel like asking you know secondhand sources about you know and yeah. so that's kind of how i've been with the large Sullivan situation you know i i you know on the on the um after takeover there's a conference call that triple h does with the media and so i was on that and actually no this was the he does one with before and after so i did the one that was before okay. earlier in the week and he someone asked about large Sullivan, and he basically he implied that some of the, you know, like, oh, there's lots of reports on the internet, but everything with Lars Sullivan is going as planned. So, I, I don't know. To me, that, that implies that there's still going to be, his debut is still going to happen. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, from, you know, being a person that, that knows about, you know, some semblance of mental health, I feel like um, you don't really, like, recover from something that fast. No. So like it's not you can like here's a pill and then suddenly it's like you're good again. Yeah. So I really wonder like how long he I feel like he'd have to have some time away still, you know, but yeah. they're still playing the vignettes, they're still talking about him coming up. So I guess I guess maybe there's a chance we see him tonight in the rumble. Yeah, I so don't know. that's my thing too on that is and it's always weird. You never know what to believe and what not to believe because I've seen I've been it's happened to me. I've seen so many things that come out on me like when I was there that you're like, what the hell? I remember there was one when I first got there that, that Brock Lesnar punched me in the eye. It never, <laughs> never once did that happen. Never, I had, but I had a black guy because I got forearmed or uh, with Camacho doing a match and he popped a blood vessel in my eye and it happened he on looked, a pay-per-view and I had a punch. similar to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but it's just, it's just, you hear this, it's like, that came out, and like there was like nothing remotely true to that whatsoever, or anything. And I just like things get put out sometimes. Maybe that's not even the situation. You like because I I don't know, but maybe or maybe there is some truth to it. And I think you just it's it's all speculation and hearsay. But that is the you know, sort of one thing. One of the that, problems is is that is that one of the things the problems is is that. And maybe there are none. I don't know. But I feel like you never see rest, you know, wrestlers are very quick to crap on, on wrestling reporting. But they're never as quick to like prop up the wrestling reporters that they do that don't do that. You know, and yeah, so yeah. kind of lumped in as like rumors. And I feel like even behind the scenes, yeah. you know, it's all just like the sheet, the dirt sheet. You know, yeah. everyone all get lumped in together. And it's like it's frustrating because I look at I I feel like I'm different than some of the other ones that are out there. Well, not some of the ones that are my age, but like the, the, the you know, and I'm not trying to talk shit on Meltzer or Mike yeah, Johnson, yeah. but they, but they've been around, they've been around decades, you know, and I have grown up on the internet. Like <laughs> I have grown up reading this since I was a kid, you know, yeah. I have been reading fake wrestling news my entire life, yep. my entire life. I was on the internet and just could never trust anything that I saw. And so, 
I understand that like the the goodwill towards wrestling news is like at an all time low, and added on top of that, that just goodwill and news in general in the world right now is yeah. at an all time. You know, that, no, so great it's point. Tough. Like that, that's and that's one of the things I could tell you from firsthand experience. And it and the, some of the guys you mentioned, I could tell you first they would just put out lies. And they do it, and they, they're making money off of it. And it's and the, but like there's a good way to do it as long as you're reporting factual things, you're doing your job. Like that's and there's nothing. You know what I mean? I think sometimes yeah. in this business, what happens is people try to spread their opinion rather than putting out facts and things. And they and they're and they're making a, a very large amount of money doing that and convincing people of that. But what they're doing is they're hurting other people in the process and other people's reputations. And whatnot. So that's what leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. It's not that yeah. if it's actual factual things are reported, nobody's going to really get upset. And they might be like, well, how did that get out? If that, that's a different situation on that, if it's a personal situation or whatnot. But I, I agree with you, man. I think it, it has happened to me at multiple points where you're just like, it's disappointing because it, and because a lot of the people believe everything, but it kind of lumps it all together at the same time when that happens. And it, it shouldn't be that way. I think it's just the thing is you just keep putting out good content and good and facts. And you just got to separate yourself, you know, from that, from the others on that. And it's because it does exist. It's tough. But it, yeah, it's tough, man. Like I, 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 like I, you know, there are things where I've messed up over time, but like I, you know, yeah, you learn I, from man, I, oh, learned, yeah, yeah. I learned every single one of them, yep. like every single one of them I have learned from like in my 10 years of working in news. And so, you know, it, 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 it is frustrating when everyone kind of gets lumped together, but you know, there's only so much I, I'm working on it. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that's all you can do, I can't, you know, but the, the largest thing, if it is a mental health issue, I think that, that it's a very, my thing is I never, I never, if that existed prior, if they were aware of it prior and what would all of a sudden set it off and, uh, uh you well, know, I think what it was, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there was this and I'm so probably going to listen to this and get all crazy, but like it all falls in line with this one website who they found these old uh, message board posts okay. from him. And they were from when he was much younger. And if you go look, like they basically spent like, I want to say like three to four days just picking apart every single thing that he said oh. on this message board and pulling them out as their own stories. They did like 15 stories that weekend really? saying like, Lars Sullivan talks crap on this wrestler. Oh, Lars Sullivan says ROH is all full of vanilla midgets. Like Lars Sullivan said black people like KFC. Lars Sullivan said this. And it was like, it was like an old bodybuilding message board. Okay. And they just like, they just like bombarded him with like all these stories out of him. And then, then if I recall, it was like they did it. And then that Monday or sorry, that Sunday is when the vignette started for his debut. So like they were already uh, planning his debut. And then all of a sudden, like, he just got bombarded with just like ridiculous amounts of negativity on yeah, social media. Yep. And so I think that could have triggered something kind of possibly what I think. Yeah. That, that's a very, and, and honestly, that's, that's what I was saying. There's the way people conduct themselves on social media and whatnot. You got to be very careful too. But when people, when they attack, it's a very serious thing. It could really do some damage to people and whatnot. Oh yeah. And if that, if he had any issues whatsoever, you know, there's, no doubt that, that that probably wouldn't play a big part in it and in the stress because it's stressful enough going up and playing that game, but then you're dealing with people looking at you. That's why like a lot of wrestlers, the best thing you could do as a wrestler is try not to get too caught up in, in all that, but it, you can't escape it because you got to use social media. They want you using social media. 
it, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword and whatnot. But that is the kind of thing that, like you said, it doesn't just go away, I feel like. And, no, I got bombarded once on social media, like, and I, you know, I, I, I don't care now, but like Chris Jericho was mad at me once, yeah. And he humans, like humans get mad me. at each other. It happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens. And he quote tweeted me angrily about it. And to my look, I probably shouldn't have said it anyway. Like I've learned that sometimes, like I didn't need to say that on social media. So that was one of those things where it was like, look, I wasn't helping anything by saying that. Whatever. Like I should have just kept that thought to myself. But he he quote tweeted it and said like, oh, banned from the cruise or something like that. And I just got bombarded with just, like, he's got such a big following that it was just, yeah. like, hate message after hate oh, message after trust hate me, message. I know with the CM Punk stuff. I it's, he, <laughs> he, he had a large following, too. And, like, it was that it was years. and That one lasted years. And occasionally yeah. will still pop up that's, for somebody that's still angry over it. <laughs> I can imagine. Dude, I, I can't even imagine, like, that's what I, I couldn't even imagine on that level. Like, mine was such a smaller one, but, yes, man, I... You probably still get that stuff from yeah. You, I can imagine you probably still get that from people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 just, it, but that's life. That's what happened. It, it's you gotta. I, I can understand what you. It, it, it's a lot when people come at you like that, and you just gotta you just gotta shut it off almost because there's no point. You can't. It just it, it sucks when it's not warranted at times and whatnot. But you learn, like you said, from from things, and and that's the key. Hopefully, with him too, he. Uh, Whatever the situation is, is it could be worked out, and and maybe they just reshuffle some things, and and you know, it's you got to be able to handle that stuff though at that level, and you got to look at it from their point. They're not going to want to invest in somebody if they think it doesn't matter what the reason is. It just financially, at from a business standpoint, investing in someone, the the way they invest in him. That's not to say they won't invest in him. It may not be the same way they were going to invest in him, though. And, and that, well, yeah, I mean, the, the idea of a wrestler having a panic attack in the ring is not a good, you know, that'd be bad. No, be real bad. You need. I mean, it, it's you got to be able to go, man, and perform. Yeah, and it, it. You. That's what I was saying. I never, never, never seen anything like that with him before. But when you bring it up, that other stuff, those are all really good points that it could have just all been adding up and brewing up, and, and with debuting and. You know, possibly working with John Cena, and it could have all just been overkill and too much. And maybe he just needs some time, and, and then they could reshuffle some things. And you know, but that's that feeling doesn't go away. No, it, it gets no, worse. not at all. It actually gets worse, and then the more you, you get over, and the bigger you get, you actually everything intensifies at a much higher level. Because, like I said, of the mindset, you're worried about how are they going to try to take it away or this and that, and so, so you're it. it you gotta be. You gotta have your your head on straight there to to deal with that stuff, and and hopefully he could take some time off. And if that is, maybe he just hurt his knee and he needed a few weeks off, and then that that <laughs> story came out, and then he just debuts, you know, the Royal Rumble tonight, and everything's fine. It, no, no. I mean, I think I do think something happened. Yeah. But I've but seen crazier hope, things happen though, where it's like he just comes in and like everything's he somehow attacks John Cena tonight and everything just goes as planned. And it was just so he kicked his knee for three weeks, and it was. I really, really hope that's the case because I, I think he, I think he could be a big star if, if done right. So yeah, I, I hope that's the case. Likewise. All right, well, I think that's all the kind of biggest stories. We went over an hour. I feel like we probably covered everything there pretty much. Good deal. Yeah, yeah. We got the Royal Rumble tonight. We'll talk about that a little bit next week. And uh, I appreciate you you coming on, Ryan. Anything you'd like to go ahead and and plug here for the listeners? Uh, Yeah, just 
just check out our website, prowrestlingsheet.com. That's where you can check out all the stories that I put up throughout the week. You can check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash wrestling sheet. That's where we do um, our weekly recaps for Raw and SmackDown, Wrestling Sheet Radio, um, other kind of fun uh, videos that I put up. We did a couple fun videos with this pop singer named Poppy. We got other press conference type videos, lots of fun stuff on there. And you can check out uh, my podcast as well. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio on iTunes, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. So, yep, that's where you can find me. Good deal. Thank you, Ryan. We'll be right back, guys, after these messages. Ryback invented this. Ryback invented that. You've all seen the made-up headlines, but the one thing the big guy Ryback did invent is feed me more nutrition. All-natural sports nutrition for men and women. Available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. Check out feedmemore.com and click on our monthly specials for our wake-up Unlimited Energy Cherry Limeade, buy one, get one half off, and vanilla, iso-hungry, grass-fed, prebiotic-enhanced protein isolate, buy one, get one half off. We have something for everybody with Feed Me More Nutrition, so swing by the website and check it out for yourself. Feed. Me. More. We are back. Thanks again to Ryan Satin for coming on, and uh, had a good little discussion and uh, looking forward to talking next week. we got the Royal Rumble on uh, as we actually are recording at this minute, which I'll end up watching some of that, I think, after this and uh, see what's going on and all that. With that, anything else going on? Everyone else good? What's... I don't know, guys. No, I'm just thinking about bowling. That's all the, the, I'm ready for. Well, I think we'll after we do the show, I gotta, I gotta send it off. I gotta eat. I want to get, I want to get a nice meal yeah, in. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab some, some eat, and then I'll. I'll well, head if over you want to meet over at the goddamn lanes, I'll meet over at the lanes and kick your ass in bowling again, Asian Joe. Okay. Okay, cool. Glad we got that settled. <laughs> Everything good on your end, JD? Yeah, just, uh, you know what you're just talking about a minute ago with the inspirational quotes and stuff. It doesn't matter if you don't execute. There's been a lot of uh, strategizing on how to execute for, for 2019. You just got to eventually just just do it, the Nike thing. And that's what Paige was talking about to you. Sometimes you just – I've done it on a lot of things I do in life. I just start fucking doing – I didn't know shit about podcasting. Just started doing it, and, they, and then look at it. Look at it now. Now here I am. I don't have to leave my house ever. <laughs> but I did notice um, some of the other, you know, Joe Rogan and 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 uh, Tom Segura and stuff like that. They're actually having it at different separate studios because they don't want people to come to their house to do the podcast. Well, no, I was thinking that too. That is, it, it's that's the the next step of the evolution would be you build your own studio, right? And stuff or rent space, yeah, yeah, yeah rent, rent space and stuff like that. And like I, I was like Rogan has his gym, I think, too, at the facility. Yes. right? that's what I was. I was like, that's. He perfect. also has. A, I think he also has a. Um, I, I don't know the name of it, but like you could actually shoot a bow and arrow. Yeah. At, uh, at like a big screen or something. You like just that. build a badass facility of all the yeah, things. It's like you, his man cave. A man cave. This is his ultimate man cave. Where it's not your house, and then like then you have your house. Yeah. That, that's the no. That's the goal. That yeah. it's financially, Rogan's killing yeah. it. That's where. So. Um, so the goal is to hit, get more followers <laughs> and have more advertising. So if, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to have this man cave. <laughs> and c- continue to support the show, guys. If you could leave your reviews on iTunes, it really helps us out. 
really, and if you could send me a screenshot of it, we will uh, pick you for our winner of the week on the thing because iTunes does not filter or. Yeah, it's not filtering. Because we had new reviews, and I literally scrolled through and couldn't find them. Yeah. Because they don't, it's so mixed. It's a jumble bag. And I, why iTunes does that, I don't know. That's the way they do it. Uh, but if you can do leave a positive review, please send a screenshot, and and we will pick you. Do you, think the that they fil- do you think they filter them based off of, because I'm starting to see this now with other reviews on other sites where if you, if somebody like goes and leaves a review on the podcast and they haven't left any reviews on any podcasts, their review holds less weight because they don't actually, they don't see what the message is, but it's almost like, well, what if it's a bad review versus if somebody's left 15 reviews on podcasts and they come to ours and leave a shitty review, it stays at the top because they have like a history. Because I'm seeing that on Amazon and other places beside people's names now, it's saying you know, has left 37 reviews. And I'm like, why are they keeping track of... That shouldn't matter, especially if they have computers that can read that. They should be able to distinguish a good rating and a bad rating. Yeah. But, like, it's... I under, It's I almost like think, they're giving a credibility based yeah. off of... I just yeah. think they just should just put the newest ones first. And that yeah. way, because it's... The mo- I think you want to see the most current, and you, people could scroll through if they want to scroll through. But I, I don't know why they... Hopefully they fix that. iTunes, if you could fix that, please... Be greatly appreciated. Make our lives a lot easier. Yeah. But with that, I think we'll go ahead. Joe, anything you'd like to go ahead and... Uh... Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's Webmaster Joe and my website, AsianJoe.com. And that's pretty much what I have. Good deal, JD. You can check out IronAttitudeBelts.com. Hoping that the new website will be done here shortly. I'm just... This execution shit's making me think, like, well, before I tell her to shut it down, what else may I need to add? Yep. I just switched uh, to a new web guy myself, so got rid of the people I had. Well, yeah, Even and I'm, good. I'm, I'm thinking a little bit about Night and day. apparel and stuff, and it's like, what would I need? I don't want to have to go back later and, and uh, have it all added, so there's yeah. that. It's... It's it's a pro- websites man. It is it is a process figuring all that yeah, out no, and I getting know. a good web person and I, <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say a shout out to Las Vegas Skin and Beauty off of uh, Craig Road here in Las Vegas. Check them out if you need any laser hair removal or beauty needs. Las Vegas Skin and Beauty, real good pizza. Thank you very much, uh, a sponsor of this show. You can save ten percent with the code Ryback. Uh, as you can hear in, in the advertisements during the show. For all fan mail, P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Check out Feed Me More Nutrition, available on feedmemore.com, eBay, and Amazon in Las Vegas at Wise Chiropractic. For personal videos from myself, cameo.com slash thebigguyryback. All professional wrestling bookings, book the big guy at yahoo.com or Bill Barron's at showbiz at AOL.com. Check out Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, my motivational book, available on Amazon in paperback, audible, and Kindle formats. Fuel Meals, FuelMeals.com, my personal meal prep service. You can save 15% with discount code THEBIGGUY. Sign up for our weekly newsletter on FeedMeMore.com, weekly messages from myself. Uh, if you go to FeedMeMore.com, you sign up there, put your email in, and join our mailing list for inspirational messages during the week from myself. 
And you can follow us here on social media at CWTBG, at Ryback22, and at FMM Nutrition on Twitter, at Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook. The Big Guy Ryback22, Feed Me More Nutrition, in conversation with the big guy on Instagram, Ryback, Ryback, Ryback247 on Snapchat. And this show, youtube.com slash Feed Me More channel to watch Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Bye. Feed me more. Conversation with the big guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment, and